Coming up on episode 42 of Nosebleed Seats, lots of football talk, noses growing on wrists, and we talk about poop. So what else do you need to know on the show everyone can afford to listen to? The Nosebleed Seats. It's about that time for some Nosebleed Seats. The show everyone can afford to listen to. It is episode 42. 42 is here, ladies and gentlemen. And listen, I scoured the sports internet to, to try and find just the greatest 42, potentially even the most heroic 42 of all time. And there wasn't that many options. So Morgan Burnett, former safety, I don't even know if he's still playing. Morgan Burnett used to be, maybe still is, the safety for the Green Bay Packers. Rocked that number 42 better than anyone in the history of sports i don't even know man morgan burnett was the stud shout out to you morgan episode 42 is for you man so none other 42s tried dude tried to find them couldn't do it same thing remember episode 40 though i don't know episode 40 i was trying to find one and i just landed on all stop but you ended up having one better i had a better guy in pat tillman and so you're telling me you googled 42 Oh, dude, I did the sports encyclopedias. I did all of it. Did Walter. you just put I in scoured. the numbers? Did you write it out? Listen, man, it was between Morgan Burnett or Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Ben and, Jarvis Green Ellis. And I don't shout out New England Patriots. So there, Morgan Burnett it is. Nobody on the Dolphins wore a 42. Not that I can really think did of. Did you only search football? Uh, that's the main sport but no all sports all tried sports. to do it man tried to pull it off remember basketball last week we had a Dirk Nowitzki shout out last week so basketball. you didn't come across one Jackie Robinson did you ever see the movie 42 that came out I don't know maybe two years ago oh no but I wasn't looking up movies man I was looking up players yeah Jackie uh, that's, Robinson that's why I screwed up was a player a Gosh, baseball that's player pretty bad no you don't like baseball but they have an entire day in their Season forty two is retired across the entire yes. entirety of Major League Baseball. Everybody wears the number forty two. Thank you, Bab. Thank you. Thank you for making me feel worse about this, Bab. One Jackie Robinson. Quick to chime in there to cut me down, but either way, it's already been established. I'm sorry, Jackie, and I'm, and I'm still sorry to Pat, but it's Morgan Burnett's time to shine. So shout out to you, forty two. This one's for you, Morgan B. Okay. How stupid do you feel now? Hope this should be an awesome show. Well, this should be a great show. Episode 42 of the Nosebleed Seeds, Zach Wolchuk, alongside Eric Chiafalo and producer Bam. I don't know if I felt ever better about a show. So Good. this is actually a great start. So I don't know what you're talking about. Shout out to Jackie Robinson. It is 42, and we are ready to go. And it is a victory show, baby. Is it really? Yes, it is. Gosh, it's about time. It dude. is. It's been a little while. I know it was a Thursday night. But the Dallas Cowboys got back in the win column. How long have you been waiting for Wiz to make an appearance? So freaking long. At least like 30 seconds, Three right? weeks. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's been weeks. Three weeks. You haven't tasted a W. You haven't eaten a Jameis Winston W in like a month, bro. I haven't eaten a I've been starving, literally. God, just taking, just been eating the L's all week, and you want to change it up, get on the good diet again, get that six-pack popping. Only way you're going to do that is if you're eating W's. Cowboys win. I couldn't be happier. Save the season at 6-6. Six and six. 38 to 14. It looked rough early, but they pulled it off. 
That W tasted good, Ooh, didn't it? Big time win. So many positives to take away. Still a couple of negatives, but man, to sweep the Redskins and just to have a little bit of hope. Woo! Oh, it feels good. It's a party, bitch! Yes, it is. It's finally good to have you back in here in your comfort zone. Thank no you. No pants. Woo. Exactly how you're supposed to be. Right? It's freezing outside, and you said, I don't give a crap. It's Victory Tuesday. I'm not wearing pants. My tits are humming, baby, and it's for a positive reason. Six and six. Looking to six go. Six and six. Ten wow, and six. Never, win out and go to the championship, Never seen baby. someone happier for a 500 record in my life. But, hey, I'm here to I'm here to party with you, man. I don't want to let down your flourish. That's fair, but, man, things are looking in the up and ups, right? You got the Giants next. At the Raiders, tough game, but winnable. And then you get Zeke back. And all of a sudden, you there is hope there. Is Zeke? Where is Zeke right now? Uh, I think he's in Cabo. Last I heard. Cabo? Yeah. That's where you go to like meditate and become a better professional and get better at your job is Cabo? I've heard something. There's great sand dunes to run up. And, I mean, yeah. if you listen to some of the Hall of Famers in NFL history, the Jerry Rice's of the world, the Tony Gonzalez's, I mean, running in sand was key to their longevity and success. I don't think their sand was surrounded by women, alcohol, and ocean water. I think their sand was more like in a pit somewhere, like surrounded just by trees and nothingness and just be th themselves. They become one with the sand and they become Hall of Fame Jerry Rice. Well, who are we to They judge? don't go to Cabo. They don't fly first class to Cabo and go train for a month and show up and expect to be faster. If Ezekiel Elliott comes back week 16 against the Seahawks. His blood has... alcohol level is going to be so high when he gets back, he's not even going to be able to. He's going to be inebriated running on the field. If he has 150 total yards and a touchdown or two, I don't think anybody's so going to care. It. I don't think anybody's going to care. If he comes back and has 50 total yards and struggles, you were in Cabo? The hell? Hold up. You were in Cabo, Zeke? Whoa, whoa. We ain't them boys right now, Zeke. What were you doing in Cabo? Wait, isn't that where Tony Romo went years ago on spring break or whatever the hell it was? With, <laughs> with, or was the bye week? No, with, it with wasn't. Jessica Simpson. It, it was the bye week uh, before the divisional round of the playoffs. Oh, my God. <laughs> with Jessica Simpson. I forgot it was the playoffs. And Tony Romo. And maybe one Bobby Carpenter, if I remember correctly. Wow, they brought Bobby. How random is that? Bobby Carpenter tagged along. They who, were good buddies. I think who Bobby, knew Carpenter Bobby was in, and uh, Tony were buddies? I think he was in his wedding. Is there anything more shocking than oh, Bobby was... Carpenter went on vacation to Cabo on the bye week before the divisional playoff game, one of the biggest games of his career, and Bobby Carpenter was with Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo at some poolside resort in Cabo. There is one thing more bizarre. It's probably Barbie Carpenter actually making an interception. Did you say Barbie Car Carpenter? Barbie, Bobby, Barbie, Barbie, Barbie Carpenter, Carpenter making Bobby. an interception in a professional football game against one Tony Romo and returning it for a touchdown. In a Jets uniform? In a Detroit Lions uniform. Detroit Lions uniform. Wow, Bobby really bounced around, didn't he? He did. He he. I didn't even know he played for the Jets at one point. Well, it was all downhill after that That freaking third wheel Cabo trip was with, with Jessica the Simpson and Tony while? Romo. He, he might have been because we had, dude, with we were Parcells. taking, yeah, I was going to say Parcells, we took a Keith Davis, like we took randomness off the Cowboys and they got progressively worse as soon as they put on a Dolphins helmet. Man, I couldn't, I, I'm so happy you brought up the name Keith Davis because the Cowboys just found their new Keith Davis. Kayvon Frazier. Oh, Frazier. Kayvon Frazier is the new Keith Davis to my old school Cowboy fans that will understand that reference. He definitely.
Chubb, right? There's Thursday oh, yeah. during the game, you have oh, a yeah. Frazier Chubb. You know, you might be able to hear it. Uh, why don't we just go ahead and play it? Let's play it now. Let's get it out of the way. I don't know if Cowboys, my Cowboys memos will be as good as it's been the last two because it's always kind of funnier to get reaction when your team's sucking. Wow. So you're not really high on this. You don't, you're not. You're kind of limping into this. You're not very confident, are you? To be honest, I haven't listened to it. Bab's gone ahead and done his magic, so I just know what I. I don't know. I enjoyed it because it was it was fun. So it did was you enjoyable. do this? Did you record it with noise canceling headphones so you couldn't even hear yourself? So you're you literally don't even know what you said at this point. Nothing. I don't even know what I wow. said. I, I had ranch, ketchup, mustard, and barbecue smothered all over my face, shirtless with nothing but a robe on, while I watched this. Gosh, that's exactly how I pictured it. You know what's so amazing about that, Walchick, is that is exactly how I pictured you watching Cowboys victories. I got to live up to the fairy tale. Baby. I don't care I'm if it's Thursday. I don't care if it's Sunday. I don't care if it's Monday. That's exactly your smut. You're wearing more barbecue sauce than you are clothes, and that's how it should be. So let me invite you in to my room. Gosh, I hope this is good, And let's man. watch Cowboys Redskins together. Bab, hit it. Cowboys, baby, best rivalry in football. Man, these color rush jerseys are sexy. Hey, Redskins, go f yourself. Boom. Well, there's a three and out to start the game for the offense. We've seen this before. Still can't stop the run. Attaboy, Tyron Crawford. Stick your arm out there. Okay, guys, way to stop the run. <laughs> Samaj Pirine, more like Samaj Peace. Oh, what David Irving, you you're so good. Oh, down goes Dag, another three and out. You can't run at Demarcus Lawrence. Too good. Hi, I am Orlando Scanderick, and I like to dive at people's legs and watch them run by me. Oh, come on, Malik Collins, a late hit on the quarterback. Benson Mayowa is a total waste of space. The dude runs over his own freaking players out there. Jeff Heath, baby, with the interception! Am I the only one that thinks to myself, like, what the f*** is Dag doing sometimes? Three offensive possessions, three straight three and outs. Dallas Cowboys football at its finest. Fumble! Cowboys have it! <laughs> Man! Two turnovers, zero points. The second one, you get the ball in plus territory, come away with nothing. Chris Jones is so damn good. Yeah! Well, that's a quarter of football I'll never get back in my life. Oh, hell yeah. Dak to Witten. Sweet, sweet music, baby. Touchdown, Cowboys. Cheeto Ouzie is, I think, the best quarter in football right now. I wonder what kind of potatoes Jay Gruden's thinking about right now. Demarcus Lawrence, defensive MVP, three first-half turnovers. Washington sucks! Oh, my gosh, I think Dak just got on that pitch. <laughs> yep, his hand is the size of a softball. Oh, let's kick a field goal when you get the ball, like, the 30-yard line. Come on! Taco Charlton? Okay, I see you. There's a sack. I love Anthony Hitchens. Love him. Love him. A holding call against the Cowboys, or should I say, against the offensive line blocking the Cowboys? <laughs> Mazel tov. Ryan Switzer, 83 yards to the house, baby. Yeah. Redskins made that look easy right before the half. Demarcus Lawrence with another sack. Who the f is Ryan Grant? Kayvon Frazier, okay, I see you. 
Alfred Morris running hard. Kayvon Frazier can play over Byron Jones any day of the week for me. Could Alfred Morris be going to the Pro Bowl? Yeah, baby! Find the 88. Throw up the X. Congratulations, Des Bryant. All-time receiving touchdowns leader in Cowboys history. I don't even care that Josh Doxson just out-jumped. Who is that? Who is that? Byron Jones? <laughs> Typical. Alfred Morris, thank you so much for balling tonight. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Sweeping the Redskins. How about them Cowboys? Oh, oh my yeah. God, dude. Okay, there is so much to just to cipher through there, man. There is an endless amount of things I want to get to. Okay. But the first and most, just most pertinent is, what did you call Samaji Piran? Because it bleeped out Piran. You said Samaji Piran more like Samaji. I can only think penis. Did you call him Samaji Penis? That's for me to know and you to use your imagination, sir. Well, I'm thinking penis, man. Go with that. Always do. So. <laughs> okay, so that's the most pertinent. You're not going to give me that answer, no. right? You're just going to leave me to the theater of mind there. I think okay, that so you the call them Penis. Samaji Penis. That's sure. his new name. Great. Sure. Uh, you make a great point on Ryan Grant. Who the bleep is Ryan Grant? Still don't know. I have no idea, but he seems to be Kirk Cousins' favorite receiver. He does. Bab, is there any way at some point, anytime, at just at your leisure, whenever you get a chance, just who the bleep is Ryan Grant? Just anything about him. I know nothing. He showed up on the scene, and he's Kirk Cousins' favorite receiver. Not a clue. Okay, so thank you there. It uh, looks like you didn't. I didn't hear. Uh, I couldn't feel at least a Kayvon Frazier chub, but I could awkwardly, weirdly, you got a Chris Jones chub somewhere in the middle of that. I had a, I've, I've had a Chris Jones chub for the last couple weeks. Really? Okay, a specialist chub. That's yes. like unheard of. So yes. I'm kind of interested. Interested in, in a guy that hit down the football at the one yard line. You just mean, love that guy, but you gave you gave delicious. him more love than Kayvon Frazier. Well, I Kayvon feel like. Frazier, I, Chris Jones has done it on a consistent level. For Frazier to get the full pop dog, oh, okay. he needs to start doing it more than just Consistency, one game. Consistency, longevity. Right now, I'm I feel definitely you. a little more than flaccid. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Frazier's you're halfway to a chub, I would say. Certainly, but you are fully Chris Jones chub. Absolutely, I mean, my gosh, that thing is ready to rock. My last thing here, it seemed like it got a little bit better towards the end, but it, were you, were, uh, how, how, were you down on Dak? I was not down on Dak. Were you down on Dak? There were some plays, well, Dak got hurt his hand, and there were some plays in there where he made some phenomenal throws, but he also made some, there was one where he scrambled outside the pocket, and he kind of, it looked like a pitch, but it was literally just out of bounds and maybe backwards two yards, and mm. that's when I recorded that and said, what the bleep, man? What is he doing? And that's when you became down on Dak. But then you became very up on Dak. You you came very on top of Dak once you saw the the Dak to Witten touchdown. I would compare it to your friends. You know your best friends when you guys just rag on each other, but at the end of the day, you still love each other. For sure, that's yeah. how it is. You can talk I, bleep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love Dak. Okay. He's my. Guy. I still point out when some stuff is like, what the heck? Dude? Gotcha. 100% with you. So you and Dak are boys then. We're I get boys. It. We're, okay. We're boys. So it wasn't really a down on Dak. It was just I'm going to give my friend some, you can just give him, give him some, some tough love. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to throw it right back at you. I'm sure Dak gives oh, yeah. you crap for your nipples all the time. <laughs> all the time. Good. Good. He should. All the time. Good. So, that I mean, that's that was a great summarization of the game. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I was there. Don't get me wrong. And I was eating, like, five-star food. But if I wasn't there, I just feel like I would. I was. You Did know? that tell the tale of the day? Yeah, that totally told the story. Sweet. I felt like I was there. It was 
it sounded like you had some calls there that were really good, like touchdown Cowboys. I'm like, wait, was that right off the play-by-play? It should have been. Like, dear should God, are you the voice of the Cowboys? The goal to one day become that. My gosh, man, you have a bright future. And then it was also funny because I could hear the barbecue sauce. You know, you're talking through the wings and the barbecue. It's challenging. It's always fun to hear those moments. I think I've perfected it. You really have. No, you've done a great job. It but was... it's clear that you're still going the bone-in route. Oh, it it's, is. It's obvious. Dang it. I need it's to get obvious. better. And you are lathering that barbecue. Jesus. Sometimes it's original. Original hot? Yeah, I was going to say, you're a spicy guy. I do like a little kick. Comes out like fireworks, though, man. It kills me. I can't do it. We just skip over that, my friend. I love it coming in. I can't stand it coming sure, out. yeah. But the Cowboys got the win. And uh, I think most of your Woo-hoo! takeaways. Six and six, baby. Hell yeah, we're mine. But we're how, back. Look, you were there, though. How was uh, how was that thing? Because Dak apparently on the broadcast they talked about how he had felt a lack of energy, so he wow. wanted to bring it up. <laughs> Dude, are you okay? Man, my voice really cracked there. He uh, <laughs> all right, you uh, you listen and I'll speak, and then you can come in when you're ready. Water. Um, Dak kind of said, without Zeke in there, he kind of provided some energy, and he provided energy to the stadium, and they were able to feed off that. And it had been a little bit flat lately, so he wanted to bring it upon himself. To spark the energy. Interesting. Watching okay. the game, to me, it didn't really click in until the switch or punt return. That's when Am I everything. Wrong? No, you're probably right about that. I wasn't really looking for that in particular, but I do recall Dak doing a, quite a bit of jumping up and down where like he goes to the 50 yard line right at the right before the kickoff or something like that, or right when they run out of the tunnel and he does this super high, cool, freaking like superhero jump thing. It looks pretty awesome, and he gets fired up. And I don't know if he does that every game, but I did see him do that this game. And then I, I and then I think I, you know, I may have noticed him more in the huddle right before drives were starting. When the offense comes out, they're still on the timeout or whatever. And he's kind of looking at every guy going in, kind of saying some words to each guy. Obviously, you don't know what he's saying, but maybe maybe there's something to that. But it wasn't something that I was really looking for to be able to 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 give you a real solid answer on that. But I do know the whole team and the whole stadium, man, went nuts when Switzer took that, and that's when the game turned. That is when immediately the game turned and momentum stayed in Cowboys' direction pretty much the rest of the night. That was good to see. And AT&T can get loud, dude. It can. It can really get loud. I will say, people dog on Cowboys fans quite a bit because they give up their seats a lot, and so the home or the away team comes in there, and sometimes it looks like, a you know a Chiefs game at AT and T Stadium. It's also a destination stadium for away fans to go to. No question. And the Cowboys, though the Cowboys fans that are there, they can definitely get loud. But they don't just get loud for nothing. They get loud at the start, and then if you disappoint them, they're going to be quiet until you do something. And they, I don't blame them for that. Switzer goes for a touch. It's a party, and then AT and T is rocking for three quarters. It's a fun time. The young secondary looked great. I mentioned Shido in that and Kayvon Frazier in that. I thought Xavier Woods played pretty well. Jordan Lewis. Anthony Brown after getting benched, which was the right move. I mean, look, you don't play well. You should hit the pine and then earn your way back in. Shido filled in like a boss. He did. Game-winning interception at the end to give Brown some confidence there. Skanderdick hurt his back. But, you know, and I just want to see this youth movement. At this point, I think it's a long shot. We'll get into that later for the Cowboys to still make the playoffs. Oh, but really? I do. Wow, this whole weed and boys, this whole and no pants thing. Well, I'm I, thinking barbecue well, I'll sauce. I'll talk about I'm that later. Playoffs. It's not that I doubt the Cowboys. I think they could very well still go 10-6, and six, but still not get in. I got 6-6 six and six headed right to the playoffs in my mind, so I don't know. Dude, your vibes are throwing me off. Well, now. I've got the fanmanship, which is Super Bowl, and then I've got the reality 
trying to be a, a, a podcast host here that can just be realistic with myself. Dude, and say, you're doing such a good job, eh, man. Like, seriously, here's this the whole truth. thing, like, you're killing it. Aaron Rodgers is about to come, but we'll get there. We'll get there. But, yeah. So. Aaron, woo! Aaron, killing the game this week. You might get a dub this week, Aaron. Oh, really? Yeah, you, Aaron, listening. I'm talking to you, Aaron. Well, I guess it's about that time. On you too, Aaron. Seats. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab, as we celebrate all through the show a Dallas Cowboys victory. But at this time, I look over across from me at the uh, glasses, but behind that, beautiful eyes of my co-host, Eric Chiafalo, and I say, Eric. What's up, man? What's the biggest L, biggest dub of the week, my friend? Oh, let me do it for you. You come, I deliver. You ask, I deliver. That's what I'm here for. It's biggest L, biggest dub. We didn't do it last week. You want to know Why? Why? We hit the e-spot with Jay Groot. Oh, we did! And boy, did he ever. My gosh. We may just have to play that clip today just for just so we can all cheer up in the latter half of the show. I do enjoy cheering. I love me some Jay. By the way, I didn't give you the shout-out. One of the other things I wanted to get to in your little Cowboys thing there mm-hmm. was just a, such a good and smart shout-out by you to Jay Groot. Yeah, I was he wondering. totally deserved that. There was no one more deserving of a shout-out in that Cowboys recap if you did nothing else you had to shout out Jay Gruden. I'm Definitely. so glad you did. I, he was thinking about some kind of potato. I just don't know which one. I know, and that's what was killing me. I'm sitting there in the stadium. I'm, at, I'm in the stadium, Walt. While you're eating to look potatoes. At him, having to look at him across the sideline and think, what potato's going through his mind right now? Mashed, baked, sweet. sweet. Gosh, so many options. I know. Can we get back to Biggest L? Please. The honorable mentions, man. We got ourselves a doozy. Okay. And uh, we actually got some dubs this week, too. So that's nice. Most of the time, man, America, you guys struggle getting dubs. Everybody's taking L's left and right. Well, this week we do have some dubs. So, th- so this is kind of a nice week. It's kind of a nice week. But we're going to we're gonna start with the biggest L's. And the first honorable mention, his name starts with an L. Mr. Leangelo Ball. Do you guys know that? Do you guys know who that is, Leangelo Ball? His dad's LeVar. His oh, brother's Lonzo. The Balls. Yeah, the Balls. Yeah. Well, Leangelo is one of the Balls. And he has had... He's had a rough six weeks or so. If you, if you recall, uh, he was there in China, the basketball team. Yeah, he got he plays stuck. There. He, he was a, he's a thief. He's a hoodlum. He right? stole something at a Chinese oh, something I store. Say that. I don't know. But he got held up. President President Trump had to assist in them, him and his teammates getting back over to the country because they screwed up. So yep, it, was, it was problematic. Uh, so he's gone through a rough time. And now his dad, LeVar, has decided that he can get his son better prepared for the NBA than UCLA can. And this kid, I don't think he's on the same level as Lonzo, right? He's not going to be a lottery pick. Not anywhere close, as a matter of fact. Thank you, Walchick, for asking. Adrian Wojnarowski dropped a Woj bomb after news broke that Leangelo Ball is no longer going to be at UCLA. Well, Woj did some some searching, talking to some smart NBA people, and they, he asked him about him. And this is what he tweeted out. Wojnarowski, Woj bomb. First Woj bomb I've I've read on air in, in months. I'm so glad it's back. He tweets, XU, he's an ex-UCLA player, obviously, because his dad just pulled him out of there. Freshman Leangelo Ball has no chance that he'll be drafted in June. And that was true before his shoplifting incident in China. So the dude's not good enough to play. And then he quotes some GM and says, he's not on any of our scouting lists, even the extended lists. Even the guys we don't want, he ain't on that list. 
Wow. He is so far. He's with you and me. I mean, he's got just as much a chance to make whatever freaking Milwaukee Bucks next year as the three of us sitting here. So he's not even a D-leaguer right now. He's not even. Well, it's actually the G-League now, by the way. It's and the G-League. We'll, yeah, it's the G-League now. It's the Gatorade-sponsored. <laughs> Go ahead, Bab. You ever hit the G-League spot? No, but we should. Oh, there's, well, it's, it's not as good as hitting the E-spot. We do the best Is the Girl is. Collection sponsoring? Because we can totally do oh, a show Oh, we for could them. definitely get the Girl Collection to sponsor that. Bab, trying to get to sponsor us. Bab, speed dial that real quick. Where is, you got Mindy's number still, right? Oh, Mindy and Candy. He's got them all. So, Leangelo is not going to be playing in the NBA. Where's he going to go? China? Um, Maybe. Well, he shoplifted in China, D-Bag. China doesn't want anything to do with him. The guy goes on to say he doesn't even think he's a G League player. Like, this guy just totally shredded Leangelo Ball, and that's why he's getting an honorable mention L, because... News came out this week, Leangelo, sorry, bro, you're not playing for the UCLA Bruins. As a matter of fact, you're not playing in the NBA. You're never going to play professional basketball, according wow. to Adrian Wojnarowski. All right, so that's our first honorable mention, L. Let's get out of the sports world, let's get into Hollywood, and let's go look at our Fast and the Furious friend, Tyrese. Hollywood! Tyrese has been taking L's, too. Just similar to Leangelo, Tyrese has been taking L's left and right. Well, him and The Rock, Him right? and The Rock oh, had a feud. Like, this, like, Tyrese has been struggling. He, like, had some... He was doing some Facebook Live thing where he was basically just, like, sobbing and, and venting on, on social media. It was a bad thing. Did he even make it in the most recent Transformers that bombed? Ah, dude, don't ask me. You're the movie guy. <laughs> I don't think You're he was. the movie maybe guy. Maybe he was. Maybe I've only seen him in freaking Fast and Furious. So anyways, Tyrese is on some Ricky Smiley in the morning show, radio show. I think it's a national radio show. And he's on there. I think he's based out of Atlanta. Just ratting himself out. Uh, and I think he now might have an issue with the state attorney's office wherever he lives after his comments of him just going raw. Oh, raw legal. scooping we're, it. We're talking legal. Raw scooping it. Raw dogging. Yeah, well, he's, the government's about to raw dog him for the raw scoop that he gave on Ricky Smiley in the morning. Now, I can say to you, listen, Norma, I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate what we did. We had an angel. What'd you, what? But I married you to keep you in the country. I never <gasps> married you because I was happily married. Damn. You're from London. Whoa. I married you because we had a baby on the way, and I had to do whatever I had to do so that I'm not traveling all the way to London just to spend quality time with my baby. <laughs> so now you're running around painting this picture like we was da 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 da. Like, bro, we got married, and it was like seven people there. <laughs> like, I am the most flashiest flamboyant dude other than Floyd Mayweather. I am the flashiest. There's nothing about me that's low-key and quiet. You know that I married her to keep her in the country. What? CPS, anybody? All right. Well, I mean, that's like the the government can totally just ruin you for that kind of thing. And he just volunteered it. He gave us the raw scoop, as he said. And as I said, I think the government might raw dog him for that. Okay. So to be honest with you. So this is kind of like the embryo L to a future L that could end up being the biggest L of the week here in like a month well, whenever I, he just gets audited. Can I jump in here and Please. give a different perspective? Give it to me. I kind of like him being so open. And honest. Oh, I love it. And no, straightforward. No, I love it. Because I, wish, I get to give him a Biggest L nomination. We're talking about it now. It's beautiful. But Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. That way of it, him just kind of peeling Send back the curtains. Send him a flower. Just being straightforward, being honest, saying what is what is truthful. I think more people should do that. And the reason people don't is because of this. 
because you get Eric Chiafalo then giving you an L in his mm -hmm. biggest L, biggest dub segment. Not because it's not because of the vulnerability. I respect the no, vulnerability. No, but it's what he did, right? No, it's it's the fact that he just threw himself under the bus yeah, now, exactly. and he might have the authorities exactly. after him. So so it's it's worth it to be so transparent it's a, it's that you might 22. get the government after you. Yeah, it's a catch no, 22. that's a schmucky thing to do. Actually, Walchik, you now have an honorable mention L. Oh, I that have an honorable thing mention that you had to say. Why? That was incredible. I just because can't imagine why you would rather when you're be. Honest, you're going to commit so much now, to transparency oh, that you're geez. willing to have the authorities come after you. I'm not saying you should. I don't think the authorities are going to come after oh, you. Oh, they're coming, baby. No, they're not. And guess what? You're going to hear about it first really here in about six weeks on Biggest L, Biggest Dub when he gets not just an honorable mention. No, 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 Walter. He's getting the biggest one. It's not happening. You know what else is not happening? Saquon Barkley has zero chance at being the freaking Heisman Dude. winner. Uh, that's I am something I wanted to talk about in the next segment, but that's okay. We can talk about it now because I'm pissed. Oh, yeah, baby. Pissed. I am not happy about it either. What the H effort? And and Saquon Barkley now, I don't I didn't want to have to do this, but I gotta give him a biggest L honorable mention nominee. Why? What did he do? Well, he, he it wasn't his fault. You it's, should it's give not that his fault. to the Heisman Trust. Give it to you're the right. Heisman mother lickers, you're man. So you're so right. Those old guys deserve it because you're telling me that Bryce Love, although he had an unbelievable year and is a great player, but he's not better than Saquon Barkley. He didn't do for Stanford, but Saquon Barkley did for Penn State. Exactly. He did not go on recruiting trips. He did not be the head coach. He did not call the offensive and defensive plays. He did not schedule all the meetings, and he did not do all the pregame you know, training work. He did not play quarterback. He didn't running stretch back, out every player exactly. Defensive back. Saquon corner. Barkley did. He deserves all Hunter, the awards. The awards. He deserves the Butkus Award. He deserves the Coach of the Year. Even my Mark Rick doesn't deserve it over Saquon Barkley. And the Heisman. That's a no bleeping brainer. The fact that he's not even in the top three. That's the thing. He's not even in the final three finalists. If he didn't get it, fine. If you want to give it to Mayfield, you want to give it to Lamar Jackson, fine. But who is Bryce Love? Well, I mean, tell me who Bryce not, Love is. Maybe, I I, maybe I'm ignorant here. Maybe I, I'm ignorant here. I just here. did. Oh, you did? The running back for Stanford put up great numbers. Oh, this okay. Year, okay and okay, is okay, a very okay. good player. Well, he's he's definitely not Saquon but Barkley. He's not this is better the first Saquon I've heard. Barkley. This is literally the first I've but heard. But you haven't been paying attention. Clearly. But he's but not better he's than Saquon Barkley. He's definitely not Saquon, believing Barkley. No. Not so, at okay. All. Well, here's the truth that I didn't even tell you guys this. I don't even have a biggest L because all these are so neck and neck for me. I wanted to put that on you two to decide who you think deserves the biggest L. I think you deserve the biggest L for not having one. Okay, wow. No, it's not because I didn't have one. I could easily just oh, assign one of these defensive. nine L nominations. Now, oh, oh, now we're getting defensive, huh? I'm not getting defenses. I'm just telling I'm you, I wanted it. to involve you guys. Oh, now you want to pick. involve us. Yeah, I wanted you guys. You know what? I wanted Sometimes you guys I don't to want to be the involved. biggest L. Sometimes I want to just come home and know what we're having for dinner. <laughs> you know? Come on. You don't even want to say that? I you don't appreciate even the sentiment. No, do I ask you? You hey, don't want to choose what we're having for dinner that night? Like, why not? I'm doing you a favor. I'm still cooking. I'd like to just be mindless about no. it, enjoy what we're having, and okay. just move on. I'm going to give you a mindless bowl of hot water. Don't and we that's what you have for dinner. You're going to be happy because you didn't want any advice. Like to have decisions You didn't want to put your two cents in. For us? Well, all I'm saying is, is just help me out here and tell me who deserves the biggest one. And I'm going to give you one more option. All right. That final option, even though, okay, was that a Saquon Barkley L that we just gave, or was that a, a Heisman nominee, whatever thing? It's the Heisman people. Okay, the Heisman people. All you Heisman people get an L for being bleep holes. Okay. Next, and final, besides our, obviously, Hugh Freeze and Christopher Forster, if we want to get to him now. I mean, those guys are always taking their Hugh. perennial L takers. Has yes. he gotten uh, a job with, uh, with all these changes? Is he back you know, in this? him and Greg Schiano seem to be the only two that can't. I mean, we got Bryles out here getting jobs. Not Art, but even his freaking son has Kendall. a job. I mean, all those dudes. So, Shiano and Hugh Freeze 
taken L's and cannot find a job. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. Christopher Forster, I think. I don't I think he had a relapse last I heard. He's back in Vegas. Really? Yeah, he's doing blow with Bab at Girl Collection. I mean, it's a just a wild well time. way to throw somebody under the that bus. that deforester has been draw just just dragged Talk down about as soon as bab Gibson. as soon as i gave uh deforester an l like 10 weeks ago bab you know searched the internet got his number and he said this sounds like a guy i want to hang with <laughs> tried to get and they've been going the to the girl collection like once every other week it's insane deforester's relapse bab's party and it's just, it's a wild time but our, our last L nomination here goes yeah. to the entire New York Giants, first and foremost, but specifically McAdoo. Is it Ben McAdoo? I'm pretty sure it's Ben McAdoo. It's Ben McAdooin. Ben McAdoo, Geno Smith, and Eli Manning. All three of you are taking an L this week. Ben, well, you got fired, bud. And this isn't like the, the, the college football coaches that get fired and still walk away with like hundreds of millions of dollars. It's insane. McAdoo, you get fired. You're a laughing stock, and you're taking an L. Geno Smith. You're taking an L because you got one start, and now that the head coach got fired and made the decision to start you, it looks like the new guy that's about to step in, Spagnolo, is probably going to insert Eli Manning. So you got one opportunity, you blew it, and that's it for you. Uh, now, the good thing about Geno Smith making an appearance here is we get some Geno Smith audio that doesn't have much to do with his L taking, but it's just great Geno Smith audio where he has some... Not so kind words for one Rex Ryan. But I did see one of my ex-coaches say he didn't want me to be his quarterback. And that really upset me, you know. The guy that we saved his job, 2013, you know, we fought our ass off for him both years. And for him to come out and say that just shows you how much of a coward he is. What coach are you talking about? Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, you've been called out, friend. So that was great, great audio there from Geno Smith. He obviously takes the L because the dude got one week, sucked it up, and now he's probably going right back to the bench. And Eli Manning gets his uh, L nomination because he got benched for one week, lost his like 216 game starting streak, which is like record setting in the NFL. Second only to Brett Favre. Second only to Brett Favre. Thank you, Bab. <laughs> I can't believe. Only for one week for Geno Schmuck Rex Smith. Ryan, dude. No shame. Just throwing shade straight at Geno. And Geno. Oh, yeah. Right you're back. still there. I'll, I'll go you there know, with the you. The thing yeah. is, Geno, no matter what you say, it, I, it just kind of hit me late. I'm slow. I'm sorry. No, I know. And it's hard to get a word in with you. But, yeah, I know. Um, Geno still got punched in the face by a teammate. Right? Doesn't that take the trump card over everything? That's true. The, the foot fetish stuff with Rex Ryan and all that crap. That's, that's a tough one. Him and his brother getting in a brawl during the offseason together with, I, I don't know where they were, on vacation. But Lord Gino got punched in the Combo. face by a teammate over a bed and while he was the starting quarterback of the team. Yeah. Yeah. If the NFL starting quarterback's getting punched in the face, everybody hates you. Like, that's dude, really all that amounts to is Go back to you. West Virginia and be a, a, an assistant coach because that's probably the last place you had a lot of success. Yeah, do it. Pull a Vince Young and just go back to the school yes. that made you and you'll be fine. Make a Geno Smith Steakhouse right outside of wherever the heck you are in West Virginia. Yeah, wherever that is. Morgan, all right, well, Morgantown. Morgantown. No disrespect to Morgantown. Good people up there. Love Morgan. Listen, that's... Seems like you've chosen the biggest L then. Geno Smith seems to get you fired up more than anybody. Geno does definitely get my blood boiling. And you never especially because I wish I was playing or my Cowboys were playing Geno this week. I know, because now you're about to have to play Eli Manning. So really the Cowboys should get an honorable mention L for having that happen to him. I know. It sucks. And most likely anytime there's like a firing of this kind of magnitude, you got Eli coming back, it just 
to me, I'm a little nervous about this game. I think the Giants might be playing up for it. Division mm -hmm. rival at home. Your quarterback's back in the saddle. You got rid of that McAdoosh. And now you got Steve Spagnola, who's I thought McAdoodoo. Oh, McAdoodoo, whatever you want to call him. You know, like Mac of shit. He's out of here. <laughs> do we have to believe that? No. Nah, do we, that, baby? Okay. Jerry well, Reese's pieces. Yeah, Jerry Reese's. Yeah, he's gone. He, he honestly should have thrown him in there. So is that what we're doing? Are we going Geno Smith slash New York Giants? Get the biggest L of the week. Heck yeah. Anytime the Giants get a big L, I'm aboard. Well, hopefully bus. they're eating an L on Sunday. We'll ask NFC East here in a few moments. Yeah, I can't wait for NFC East. He was uh, rather rude last week to me when he left. He kind of flipped me the bird and flipped the hell out yeah, of here. Yeah. No, he, he came out of here with some attitude. I think he was really confident. And then he went two and one this week. Decent, but Cowboys spurned him. Oh, so did football, Yoda. It's all right. We'll get to it. Okay, so. That's why you don't pick against the Cowboys. Giants, Geno Smith, McAdoo, Eli Manning, Jerry Reese, all biggest of you. L. Biggest L of the week. Loser. Thank you, Ace. Gosh, what a great appearance from Ace there, man. All right, let's get happy. Let's go to the biggest dub. I'm sure I've taken up just an endless amount of time. Walchick's probably beside himself right now. I see him cringing. He's got his pants off, so he's at least comfortable. Oh, he's giving me the rap signal. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, hurry, 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 hurry. All right. Georgia fan. A Georgia-Auburn game took place this week. NFC East Yoda slash myself took Auburn. That was a schmucky move because Georgia dominated them. And then 8 a.m. Sunday morning, just mere hours after the beatdown, a Georgia fan is neighbors with an Auburn fan. And this Auburn fan... Was going to get an L, but I'm just going to give the dub to the Georgia fan who goes out with a freaking megaphone and wakes his Auburn Tigers losing neighbor up at 8 a.m. with the microphone. Play it, Bab. Good morning, neighborhoods. We'd like to congratulate the Georgia Bulldogs on their fine SEC victory last night. And I'd particularly like to say go dogs to my neighbors, the Faulkners. It's 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning. I just wanted to see if y'all could give us a shout out. Go dogs! Huh? We beat the dog crap out of you, huh? Well, wake up! Smell coffee, baby! Because the dog's gonna whoop that ass! Boom! You hear his wife snickering in the back. I'm like, John, John, come on. It's 8 a.m. It's a Sunday morning. We're in the damn cul-de-sac, and you're outside this guy's window <laughs> screaming at him through a microphone. Oh, now, it's, it's a huge dub for the Georgia fan because that is so ballsy, so awesome. And my one question is, did he go to sleep and wake up just so energized and elated in victory that he got up out of bed that early on a Sunday morning to do that? Or was he just up all night in party rage drunk mode and this was just carryover drunkenness at 8 a.m. and he just says, bleep it, I'm already awake. Let's go wake the neighbors. Screw Auburn. So I don't know. That's I've been going back and forth on that. I really can't decide. It's Look, I'm one that does feel that way. I wouldn't want to do that because of inconveniencing other people. I'm kind of just that person. I'd love to talk crap to that neighbor. I was going to say, it's still such a huge dub for that neighbor, for, for, for the guy who's I'd out there just bleep you and yeah. them. Shove it in that neighbor's face. But you've also got, what, three or four other houses on that block? Oh, they, at least, man. They're just... It was definitely a family neighborhood. Innocent parties. So... On a I, Sunday... I don't know that I would have gone about it like that, but I can't rag on the guy for it. I think it's hilarious. Good for him. How funny is it he walked inside, jumped in the shower, put on a suit and tie, and went to church? Probably did. <laughs> That's incredible. All right, so Georgia fan, you get an honorable mention. Dub. Let's move on. Pizza Hut lovers... 
You love Pizza Hut? You a Pizza Hut guy? I love stuffed crust, yeah. You're a stuffed crust guy? Okay, Bab, are you a Pizza Hut guy? Or, or? Papa John's. Really? You're Yeah, you look like a Papa John's guy. Better or ingredients, the, better pizza. Or, eh. it's not really pizza, stuffed cheesy bread from Domino's. Okay, so so Kicks ass. so you would rank Papa John's, then Domino's, then Pizza Hut, Bab? Would that be Probably. your order? The Probably. three, would that be same for you, Walchuk? Man, they're really all on par for the most part. I would like put, you're cool. I would you're just pizza like pizza. Hut. Doesn't matter. Just I anything put, to Tino's. Give it to me. Yeah, give it to me. That's pretty much how I am. But I would put Pizza Hut ahead of Domino's personally. Yeah. Are you the one who goes to the mall and eats the Sbarro pizza? No, I never actually do that. There's always better options at the mall. But I would eat the Sbarro pizza. Sure. Well, Pizza Hut has decided that they're third in that list between Papa John's and Domino's. So they're doing all this different stuff to try to figure out how they can gain more traction. And their latest thing that they're trying in Phoenix, this is the only place they're doing it right now, but they're looking into booze delivery. You know, like beer, wine, Walchick, liquor. With your pizza. You're very familiar. Yes. And so you can order now. You can have someone show up at your door with pizza, wings, one of those pizza cookie things you know, some breadsticks and some beer or wine or something like that. I'm like, hey, it's not a bad idea. That uh, is ingenious is what it is. It, it is. He we says, should corner the market on that right now and make it just be booze only. Screw the just pizza. Just booze only delivery. Does, booze it still only have, delivery. does it still have, oh. I love okay, that can idea. Can it still have pizza in the title? Like girl collection pizza, but we just only deliver booze? Gosh, dude, I love this. Yes, sure, it this can be is an brilliant. Under, it's like the secret menu in In-N-Out or yeah. wherever the heck you go. But ours you can get hot girls. Well, only. kind of hot girl. I mean, Bab thinks they're hot. Whatever. Good pizza, kind of, and beer. <laughs> That's the main selling But really, point. just beer. Yeah, but just pretty liquor, much just beer. Just wine. Specifically, if you get want something refreshing yeah. and alcoholic to go with your stuffed crust pizza, you can throw. Cristal. You can throw a six-pack of Bud Light, Budweiser, Shock Top, or Four Peaks Kilt Lifter. In the delivery order. What's a kilt lifter? Not really sure. Uh, but did you read that? Well, or I think a like kilt lifter. Like I'm wearing. Are you talking kilt, about like yourself? Yeah, like you are watching a kilt lifter. But I don't know what that beer is. Like I've witnessed you be a kilt lifter before. Oh, I'm one that loves to wear a Scottish kilt. Well, you aren't the one who wears it. You're the one who lifts the one who is wearing. Oh, it. I'm a lifter of the kilt. Yeah, that's you. But I yeah, don't really know. I don't know lifter? what the the bab. If you can do any Four Peaks kilt lifter. I don't know if that's a beer or what that is, but that's what they're selling. So yeah. those are your options. If you're Bud Light, Budweiser, Shock Top, or Four Peaks Kilt Lifter, pizza at your place, man. So big biggest dub for or biggest dub honorable mention for Pizza Hut lovers because things just got better for you. Bab? It is a Scottish style ale. Mm, gosh, sounds tasty, doesn't it? That is uh brewed in Tempe, Arizona. The best beer is. So that's going down in Arizona. Really, Arizona fans right now, all you people that are living in Arizona, you should you should really get a biggest dub honorable mention as well because this is a big time for you. You guys are the only ones that can capitalize on this. I'm jealous. All right, next honorable mention is all Aaron's. Yes, anyone whose name is Aaron. I shouted you out earlier. Here's why. A-A-R-O-N. A-A-R-O-N. Aaron Jones is the running back for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, he is. Former UTEP minor. Former UTEP minor. Ran all over the mean green many, many times. Conference USA. He's now in the NFL. He's on the Green Bay Packers. Just got back from injury. Yes, and he had all of one carry on Sunday's overtime victory against whatever team the Packers were playing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right. They go to overtime. Aaron Jones hasn't set foot on the field. Hugh Freeze was at that game. Yeah, I guarantee he was. Uh, No, it was in Green Bay. Uh, so he was not there. He travels with the team. Oh, okay. I thought he stayed solely in Tampa. That is where he always was constantly. Maybe not. 
Maybe he was not. definitely watching the game with prostitutes. It's neither here nor there. Aaron Jones enters the game for the first time. It's overtime. The game is tied, obviously, because it's overtime. He gets his first carry of the day, and guess what he does? He takes it for a game-winning touchdown. Holy bleep, Aaron, you are the man. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers is also on that team. And guess why he's taking a dub? One, because Aaron Jones lifted them, propelled them to victory, kept the season alive. Aaron Rodgers might be able to come back and storm his team into the playoffs. Huge victory for Aaron. And on top of that, my boy Aaron Rodgers, he's recovering from that collarbone. He's whipping 50-yard passes before the game. He looks great. He should be on the field in no time. Packers keep him afloat. He shows up. He's the knight in shining armor. A couple Hail Marys here. A couple Hail Marys there. Next thing you know, they're in the playoffs and the Cowboys are not. That's a sad time. Aaron, shut up. Aaron's, you are winning hey, you all across you the board. Every Aaron, you take that back right all now. the Aaron's you take that around, back right now. you are victory. You don't dare you say that. This is victory week for you. I don't like you. But my biggest dub of the week is to all these, every single one of them, except for Greg Schiano. All current college football head coaches, man. You guys, we talked about it last week, making so much money. You guys, man, are living the dream. All you got to do is get hired. You get hired, and then you are guaranteed to make so much money you don't know what to do with. And maybe, hopefully, possibly, probably, in two years, you'll get fired, and then you'll be working. You won't be working, and you'll still be getting paid millions and millions of dollars. And if you're like Kevin Sumlin, you're going to get all that money within two months because this contract said so. These college hedge coaches, man, they're getting great deals. Jimbo Fisher just signs a 10-year, like $70, $80 million deal. Gus Malzahn parlays his okay Auburn season into a potential Arkansas job that he turns down because Auburn now is going to pay him $7 million a year. This is this is almost more than this is more than a lot of NFL coaches. So college football coaches are living the freaking dream, except Greg Schiano. Mm. So college football coaches, you get the biggest dub of the week. Because whether you're hired or fired, you are raking it in. And that's it, Charlie. Winning. Beautiful. Man, that's been perfected. Thank you very much. Biggest L, biggest dub. And we will keep talking about those Whew, man. coaching changes. Because you are right here on No Split Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, your follow producer, Bab. Eric, dude, the coaching carousel in college football has gotten freaking crazy. There Insane. was a time where we think Greg Schiano's going to Tennessee. He's not. There's a time we think Mike Leach is going to Tennessee. All of a sudden, there's a mutiny within there. They're not. Um, Nobody wants to go to Tennessee right now. It is the it is the plague right no now. No one wants to go there. All of a sudden, Jimbo Fisher has burnt some bridges in FSU. He goes to Texas A&M. He's, he's getting huge, biggest money of all time anyone on to that, go there. On, anyone on that Tennessee campus right now has to be wearing protection, or you will get a— transmitted disease they are so desperate they might bring back lane kiffin that would be i honestly that would be smart i don't know why a Les miles i saw that name getting floated around i think, I think that's a good name and, and begged them for an interview and they rejected him wow and now well now they're retracing their steps because i read today bruce feldman i'm pretty sure stud fox sports college football guy he's saying that oh boy might be going to tennessee or at least they're looking at him. Les Miles, the 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 grass eater, no, I, might I'm a be big going fan to Tennessee. Of Les Miles, the Mad Hatter. I like him a lot. I'm a fan of Les. He's actually been working with the Dallas Cowboys media department. He's a former Cowboys coach. So there you go. You know he's got some ties there. Chad Morris just got hired at Arkansas. So we've got all kinds of move movement and shaking going on at the head coaching deal. And then the college football playoff comes out, and it all comes down to questions that we had last week. And they've been answered. 
Georgia wins. They're in. Oklahoma wins. They're in. Clemson wins. Sorry, Eric, but Miami lost. I know that's upsetting. They're in. Ohio State won. So now it comes down to what? what's up? Do we put Ohio State? Do we put Bama in? They put Bama in. All hell has broken loose. And to help us make sense, give his thoughts. Look, I'm bringing this man in for college football, but we can really talk anything. One of the brightest and best. Reginald Atatula, friend. We love him. Reggie. He's joining us here on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. He trained us. He, he trained us at work. Look, Reggie's Reg kind of like our, his pupil. our Yoda. Yeah. And that's actually, we're going to have to, by the way, we're kissing you in on the way in here, Reggie. Reggie, first and foremost, how are you, man? Hey, fellas. How's it going? Oh, fantastic, <laughs> Reggie. Going, how are you? It's doing better to have you with us. Yeah, it is. Hey, man, I'm doing all right. Just watching a little college basketball on a Tuesday night. Just what's, soaking it in, man. So what's going on? What's happening in the hoops? Yeah, who's on? Who's playing? Uh, Villanova, Gonzaga, also TCU, VCU, a nice Make little, uh, not TCU, Texas, VCU, a nice little return home for Shaka Smart. Oh. Uh, yeah. And of course, Mo Bamba is out here killing it because he's, I think he's actually nine feet tall and just hasn't told anybody. I love me some guy. Mo Bamba. Is Mo Bamba the best name in sports right now? Ooh, I don't know. Like, my go-to has always been DeBrickashaw Ferguson, even though he no longer plays. Yeah. That's just really fun for me. But there's some great names in sports. Uh, Muhammad Bamba, pretty solid, though. Um, a Chubb. We have a couple of Chubbs. I don't really know how those don't go right to the top of the list. We have a Nick Chubb. We have a Bradley Chubb. Come on, Reggie. If Chubb's in there, they're at the top of the list. I still like uh, Shabazz Napier. There's a lot of good yeah, ones. Yeah, Shabazz. There's some good ones. Glad you, you know sidestepped my Chubb No matter Chubb what comment. people say about the Ball family, Having a, having a jello and a mellow. <laughs> love the balls. Pretty solid. No, we love the balls on nosebleed seats. Oh, yeah. We've, we've got balls. Well, Reggie Atatula is joining us now from 105.3 The Fan. And Reggie has actually, and I want to get to this first, Reg, because I'm really excited. You trained both me and Walchick at the station, and both of us suck. But the question is, Reggie, who sucks worse, or, or who, is, who is the worst to train? First of all, allow me to say that you saying that you guys suck, that, that looks badly on me. So I'm not going to stand for that. Fair enough. I won't abide by it. That makes me look bad. It's like not I'm your fault. It's our own incompetence, Reggie. It's our uh-huh. own incompetence. You did the best you could. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we don't suck. We're awesome. But Walchick was worse, right? I don't know if I could put – I think y'all are oh, bad in your no. own ways. <laughs> I feel like you're bad in your own ways. Like, Eric, you ask too many questions, bud. You know what I mean? Like, just figure it out, bro. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, and then Zach, you know, I just feel like he's a little smug with it, you know? Like, come on, Doug. Like, you don't, you're, not, you're not Superman. It's okay. You can, you can let your guard down a little bit. A little smug. Oh, okay. okay. Great. Okay, so Walchick is overconfident, and I don't have an ounce of confidence. Is that what it no. is? No, you, I feel like you were afraid of the board. Um, as if it was going to electrocute you. It bit me. Reggie, it bit me that one time. You saw it. It literally jumped right out and bit me. Uh, I don't believe you. You saw it. Um, You were there. I ain't seen nothing. I ain't seen it. I ain't seen nothing. Wow, so we're both pretty bad. That's awesome. No, it's really good insight on who we are as individuals. I leak confidence constantly. And I guess Walchick walks around with no shirt on thinking he's the freaking man of the hour. Yeah, I, th- I think that's an adequate representation Man. of the characters that we have built thus far. Yeah, I must hide it very well. In reality, I'm a scared child yeah, inside that is just fearful of potential mess ups. But constantly hey, shriveled. At Walter. least I try and exude confidence. I'll accept that. Right. All right, Reggie. The college football playoff was announced. It's kind of what we were talking about. We got sidetracked mm-hmm. there, but. What did you think about this Final Four? Because last week, Eric and I were just getting headaches trying to figure it out. 
I think ultimately they did what I anticipated. I just wasn't sure if the committee would view that conference championship of Ohio State as kind of the trump card. Evidently, they didn't. What were your views and opinions on that? Oh, I think I did. I think they did about what you could expect them to do. Uh, I think a lot of people have to remember the rankings that get put out every week, you know, for the last, what, five or so weeks. It's those people putting them out. So if they ranked Alabama at a five previously, I don't know what you expected otherwise. You know, once somebody falls out, who's going to slide right up? And that's been my problem with the rankings in general. Is just why put out rankings if at the end of the year you're going to go back and evaluate these teams based on their entire schedule, right? If, they're, if it's a true evaluation of the resume, then why are you setting up a ranking in week eight? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what does that do for me? So really what they're trying to do is they're just trying to put this together and put four teams out there because you can't really actually decide a champion in the best way. So what we're going to do is appease y'all by trying to get this money and play these games. So when it comes to that, I would put Alabama in, too. You know, like, I, I can't blame them for that. Or, I mean, you know what? You could put in Ohio State, too. It doesn't matter either way. Like, either way, we're getting this money. Everybody's going to be watching these games. And Ohio State's going to go to a, you know, a New Year's Six Bowl. And everybody's still going to get paid. So, either like, any way you cut it. Except the I players. Think works. Uh, yeah, precisely. Precisely, right? And that's, you know, that's why when it comes down to folks that get really, really perplexed about this and wonder – how you can leave, you know, someone like an Ohio State out and this is the next step to, to eight games. It really makes me question, like, you know, do, do you understand what's happening here? Because eight games would only benefit everyone besides the people actually risking their bodies. And as we saw for Monday Night Football, you know, football, you know, you really are risking your body. No, no doubt about it. It's the most physical sport, arguably, that's out there right now. Well, well did you see sure the Monday Night Football game last night? My gosh. Yeah, I'm not sure if I answered your question, but yeah, I think Alabama was going to be in simply on the basis of they were ranked higher previously. They didn't have a game to lose to affect their standings. Uh, so you're not really going to have somebody jump them in the rankings as yeah. they slide up. No, that's fair. Uh, I mean, well, what do you think, your eye, your perspective, just talent-wise, do you think we've got the best four in? If, at the end of the day, the goal is we want the best four teams playing in the playoff, are these, do you think, the best four teams? Oh, uh, I mean, I know that a few of them are the best teams in the nation. Uh, I, I, I would have to go ahead and assume that they're the best four because, like, there's not really a way to make an equivalent besides do you think that this team would beat that team, at which point we're going to go and find out and play these four. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how you really, truly come to an accurate answer of these are the best four teams, but they're close enough, and that's the biggest thing that matters in this. You know, and that was my point in saying, it doesn't really matter if Ohio State gets in, if Alabama gets in. The idea is that it's close enough to where nobody or everybody can, uh, you know, go ahead and get with it and rock with it to the point where the, the system still has the trust of the people watching. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the so idea there is was that really no loser. Trust us enough to believe that we're putting in yeah. as close to the best four as possible, and then everybody still rocks with it. Reggie Atatula of 105 Through the Fan joining us. Reggie, is Jimbo Fisher a good coach? Ooh, that's a really good question. I'd like the answer to that. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a well-regarded coach. I think that's the answer that we give as far as whether he's not whether or not he's a good coach. Uh, I think that the best answer that I can give you is if he has Jameis Winston, yes. Like, that's, that's what I've seen from his, his uh, tenure at Florida State. That's when fair. he hasn't had Jameis Winston on the roster, they've been kind of mid. 
uh, and he was just the guy who came after Bobby Bowden. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what his role was, and he was at a program that gets a lot of national attention, and it happened to be that when he came across one of the better college uh, football quarterbacks that we've seen in the last couple of decades, he won a championship. Makes about makes a lot of sense there. Is, um, yeah, no, go ahead. No, I, I think that was the point. Uh, I was just going to add a little garnish on top, but that's the general. Just <laughs> no, I love garnish, Reggie. I, I feel like it's overrated. Like kale, I don't know why people eat kale. Kale is a garnish. It's healthy, man. It's yeah, healthy, man. Superfood, isn't it? And it's kale a superfood. I mean, that's what they tell you to try and get you to buy it. I don't fall for it though. Reg is the master of the conspiracy theory, my friend. Reginald Adatula. All right, here's one. Blind if we're gonna do that. <laughs> here's one. All right, A and M or Florida State? Which one do you think's the better job? Oh, I think that that easily goes to Florida State. Uh, man, I know that Aggie fans will hate me for that, but I just feel like the entire organization of Texas A and M has a higher perspective of that program than they actually are. So I feel like that's consistently a probably eight nine one program just seeing as you're sitting in texas which is a highly recruited city when you look at college football it's all about geography right? yes i think that to say it's where you can get players you know and in texas everybody can get players because there are a lot of a lot of good football school, or high school football players here everybody's going from texas Oregon's recruited from texas you uh-huh. like people from texas kansas is recruited from texas Including University of Texas, TCU, Baylor, all these teams are recruited in Texas. This A&M group to SEC. Now all the SEC West teams are pulled from Texas too. Texas A&M is pulled from no Alabama. Maybe pulled from Louisiana. They ain't getting nobody from Mississippi. All you're doing is losing a lot of players to all sorts of different places. And now you have the expectations of being a top tier SEC team. Reg, are you, you moving know? around? Reggie, where are you right now? It sounds like you are in like a satellite room with all sorts of electricity happening. I am in my living room, sitting on my couch. So if it's not rocking, you know, with this, we were, I have questions as to what's happening. I don't know. We were golden. Yeah, everything was great. During this past answer, we just started getting like alien sounds that were chiming in. Are you to in the upside in. down right now, Reggie? And are you then in now the upside you sound down? perfect. Yeah, the upside down. Are, are you a Stranger Things fan? Uh, I'm not a Stranger Things fan, uh, simply on the fact that I, I'm really weird about television shows. People will send me recommendations and such, and I just shrug them off for the most part until I'm ready to go ahead and watch it. And that's one of those things where I can acknowledge that it's probably a good show. I just don't feel like watching it. I feel you don't want to commit too soon, right? Like you, you never want to do that. You at least you want to be open and honest with the show and say, listen, I'm going to watch you instead of stringing it out and teasing it. Exactly. So going back to what I was saying about Jimbo Fisher, yes. I don't know where, where it cut out, but All I'll take it. it from the top. Okay, beautiful. All right, so I feel like Florida State is the better job. Agreed. That I think yes. A&M has a higher perspective of that program than it actually is. Yeah, I think, I think that's the only people... about an eight or, or eight or nine win program, and when it comes to geography, geography is you know what matters almost most in college football. Yep. When you look at the state of Texas, this is where all the high school recru- you know, recruits are, and everybody's recruiting Texas. Oregon's recruiting Texas. USC's recruiting Texas. Kansas State's recruiting Texas. You know, and with A&M moving to the SEC, now you've got the SEC West recruiting Texas. A&M ain't going into Alabama and recru- getting recruits. They're not going into Arkansas and getting recruits. They might go into Louisiana and, get a- Louisiana and get a couple of recruits. 
So all you're doing is, you know, losing recruits to all of these teams and then on top of that expected to play against the Alabamas and LSUs and be that level of competitor. So I, I think that just with the perspective alone of that, it makes it tough. Whereas in Florida, you've got a lot more leeway there. As I don't think Florida State has the same expectations in the way that A&M does. And I think that there's more talent available to you at Florida State. Yeah, no, I think that that's a perfect answer. And, and I think other than Aggie fans themselves, they would probably say the same thing. Florida State is the better job. I, I mean, and the, the one good thing that you can say about Texas A&M we've seen, you know, in the last week or so is that when it comes down to boosters, oh, man, they're down for it, right? Like, you oh, realize yeah. that oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're paying Jimbo, their pockets. They're paying Jimbo $75 million over the next 10 years, guaranteed, mm. and none of that has come out of the athletics budget, right? Like, no need for raise of the athletic budget. What that means is the boosters passed the hat around, and it filled all the way up. Jeez, man. What about, you're talking about recruits, which I think is great. SMU just lost Chad Morris to Arkansas. This is a guy who's got a lot of ties, was a high school coach here in the state of Texas. Now he goes to Arkansas, another SEC school that's, they've got a fan base that expects a lot of them. They're a state school that has underperformed. I think that's a great get for Chad Morris. There's been so many hirings and firings. Out of all the new guys, Dan Mullen in Florida, Herm Edwards in Arizona State, Chip Kelly at UCLA, who do you think's got the best chance at instant success versus a guy who might be in a little bit of trouble and not be able to live up to that hype? Well, for one, I think Herm Edwards. That 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 job hire just continues to perplex me for a multitude of reasons that I don't feel like getting into right now. But I think Chip Kelly at UCLA is the greatest hire. Uh, that's a guy who has that Pac-12 tie, and he proved that he could recruit on, you know, somewhat decently at a school like Oregon. And I know that we look at Oregon as some sort of powerhouse, but that's just because Phil Knight gives them nice digs. You know, I mean, he gives them nice, nice clothing, nice shoes. But other than that, like, nobody's really signing up to go live in Oregon. No offense to any Oregonians that might be listening. So, you know, I feel like when you can do that and he has this sort of system that he's always employed that's required a lot of oversight on his players and that's why you saw him go to the NFL and maybe have a little bit of issues because he's dealing with grown men now he's back in college at a place like UCLA that has a lot of the supporting cast to give him you know the money that he needs the facilities that he needs to be able to do the things that he's succeeded with at Oregon on a larger scale and then you come into a you know Pac-12 South that isn't particularly scary, right? You've got your Arizona, Arizona State, eh. you know, USC, they've been up and down. You know, the, this is, might be the height of UC, USC in the last maybe five, six years. So you're coming into a Pac-12 South that's a little bit uh, ready for the taking. You can come in and immediately do a lot of work. Plus, hey, you're still in Los Angeles. That's a really great market to get recruits. Reggie, um, is there anything more asinine in all of the world than Saquon Barkley not being in the final three of the Heisman voting? Oof. Uh, I mean, Come when on, you watch, man. Yeah, when you watch Saquon Barkley play, it's, it's, it's something. I don't even know if I have the right descriptor. It's, it's a thing to behold. Yes. However, comma, however, I can get with it. Like, I can rock with them leaving Saquon out of there. Wow. And I know that sounds asinine. Blast as you say. Yeah, right. I don't, oh, wow, right. Reggie, I'm just b baffled right now. Right, but when we've looked at the Heisman Trophy, it's consistently been this type of media darling award, has it not? 
Oh, certainly. Right. There's been a lot of years where we've looked at it and said, wow, that running back should be the, you know, should be the Heisman and it's gone to a quarterback. Or we've said, hey, that possibly could be a Heisman, except there's a quarterback or a running back available, you know, that could take that, and they do. So in situations like that, we're going to go for the good storyline, the good narrative, and the pretty face. And when I say pretty face, the, the player who plays the position, you know, most uh, apt to be, you know, really fawned over by media. And you look at a guy like Baker Mayfield, who has not only been a media darling, he's had the perfect narrative being a walk-on at Tech and then leaving and being a walk-on at Oklahoma. He's got it all put together. Plus, hey, he's really good at football. So, you know, as, as dominating as Saquon Barkley might be, plus, you know, Penn State, not the Big Ten champion anymore, you know, that doesn't help them either. But you, you put those together, and then Oklahoma now playing for what could be a national championship. All of that comes together, and it looks like, yeah, you might have to give that one to Baker Mayfield. Is Tennessee going to play the 2018 season with just without a head coach? I mean, is that their only option at this point, Reggie? Look, man, these are good questions. I don't think it's the only option because I honestly question how they didn't come to Les Miles a lot earlier. As you know, Les Miles is a name that has been floated out there. I don't know how. The Mad Hatter, love him. Yeah, oh, love, uh, that grass is delicious. I don't know if you tried it. <laughs> oh, it's so good, Reggie. The Kentucky bluegrass, yeah. It's better than that kale. Might be, no, it's better than might kale. Be good for him. Oh, that's easily, easily the case. Good. But, yeah, with Tennessee, they really managed to bungle what is a pretty good job and had some pretty low names say no to them. So I feel like they end up getting a guy. The question isn't whether they go without a coach. The question is whether that coach is a disappointment off the top. And that's a real possibility for Tennessee simply because – after, getting, after you get, you know, a whole bunch of no's, you start to lower your expectations, and that's a problem for a program like Tennessee that has high expectations, a lot of character in their program, in its history, and, you know, you're playing on a pretty big stage in the SEC. All right, Reg, before we let you bounce, I think the most important question here, rank your top three, Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. And Pizza Hut sells beer now, delivers beer now, even though I know you're not a drinker. Well, so We're about never to mind. corner that market and just do solo liquor delivery, so order from us, not the Pizza Hut. But based uh, on the pizza, top three. Oof. Um, I hope nobody of, uh, of real note is listening to where I might get in trouble. But, for one, I've got to put Pizza Hut number one because I'm sitting in front of a box of Pizza Hut right <laughs> now. Hey! Right. Boy, what would you get on that? Good timing. Uh, you know, a little bit of chicken, bacon, stuffed crust. Oh. I, and that's the big reason for me. It's the stuffed crust, right? Got stuff crust. Yes. Nobody else does that for me. Yes. You know? You're on the and same page with Walchick now. Yeah, you eat that. Yeah, you eat I that. I need it. Oh, you need, need it. it. Oh, you need it. I feel yeah, you, man. I mean, it's not a want. It's a need. Um, besides that, I think Domino's used to be a low-level, you know, quality pizza, but they set their game up when they realized that, you know, the pizza wasn't hidden for much. They, you know, started putting a lot of uh, interesting things on the crust to make it taste good, and they got better ingredients. Uh, and then one thing that also helps is that they hit you with some pretty good discounts if you look for them. I'll tell you that mm. for sure. Okay. So Domino's Couponing, number man. two and, uh, you know, Pizza Hut, uh, they got some pretty good cheese breadsticks. And, or Papa uh, John's? Or Papa John's, my bad. Yeah, Papa John's, they got some pretty good cheese breadsticks. And, uh, yeah, they, you can get them for cheap. If the Rangers score seven, so <laughs> so it feels like Pizza Hut and Domino's are like kind of neck and neck at one and two, and then it's like a long drop off, and then there's Papa John's way down there at the bottom of the cellar. Yeah, pretty much, and that get into anything that deals with the ownership. Yeah, well, there's All a lot right. going on there, right. but hey, Pizza Hut, right, ready to go, Pizza Hut. Stop yeah, man. Hey, man, nothing, nothing beats the Hut, homie.
Ah, that, that stuff crust is so, so true, true, someone have to go get some after this. All right, Reginald Atatula, thank you so much for joining us, man. The pride of UTA. By the way, your Mavericks getting in the tourney this year, or what's the deal? Look, man, I've said that they – I've predicted UTA in the tourney so often that I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't keep saying that they'll get in the tourney and then looking wrong. I don't think that this will be a year where I'm wrong, and I guess in that way I've already kind of predicted that they'll make the tournament. But, you know, this is a, this is a team that's a whole bunch of seniors and juniors. This is a really – uh, experienced team, and they've got two go-to guys. One of whom leads the league or leads the nation in assists, and the other who of whom is I think top five in scoring. That's a pretty good uh good way to win games. All right, well we're rooting UTA for them. basketball. We're pulling for them. Nosebleed seats is big UTA fans, obviously, unless they're playing UNT. But we are pulling That's for UTA. They did play UTA. UNT and they won. UTA. Yeah, I know, Reg. UTA. We know. So, we're just we're yes. looking past that. All right, we're looking past that. We love you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Kisses, we'll Reggie. Soon. Kisses. Oh, man, appreciate you, fellas. Peace. Reginald Atatula of 105.3 The Fan in Dallas joining us on the No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchek, Eric follow producer Bab. Man, always I feel smarter anytime I get to talk to Reg. Man, he's so good with words, and it's always it's also really good to hear from Soldier Boy, man. We haven't heard from Soldier in forever. No, it's been a little it's while. Nice to kick it with Soldier. I know. Will been... we get another Soldier appearance on this show potentially? I think we might. I think we might have a special guest jump on later to promote his film. I just a little tease for later. We're gonna step aside. We're gonna hear from the Diamond Broker real quick. Diamond Broker only, and then we'll be right back Ooh, wow. in here. Slapping the face at WBLZ. No, we love WBLZ sports. No, I never said you didn't, but you still slapped. Them. They'll get their shout out late at the end. There, it's just too long of an ad, and we don't have as much time. Yeah, well, and the ad sucks, too. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> oh, the promo <laughs> sucks. We'll be right back to No Split Seats Podcast. Hello, I'm Robert of The Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We were one of the first companies to offer diamonds from the cutters directly to the public. We are Dallas's original diamond broker, with an A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Located on the northeast corner of Preston and Forest, the Diamond Broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, bracelets, pendants, and diamond studs. I guarantee that you will not find a better company than the Diamond Broker to buy from. Want proof? Come see our walls filled with pictures of our satisfied customers. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. This holiday, visit the Diamond Broker for an engagement ring, pre-owned Rolex, or a special diamond gift for your loved one. The Diamond Broker, Dallas Original Diamond Broker, located on the northeast corner of Preston and Forest in Dallas, or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. No Sleep Seats Podcast, baby! Holla! Six and six, holla, holla! It's a Cowboys holla, victory show. Six and six, holla. Six we and the six. boys. Yeah, we're back at the saddle. Zach Wolchuk, here to follow. Producer Bab just had Reg Atatula on. Hope you enjoyed that. But now, folks, we're jumping right into it. It's time to get weird. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. Man, oh man, oh bleeping man, Wolchek. 
I've been waiting all week for this, dude. I got my pants unzipped. I'm wearing them, okay? It's cold, right? It's cold. No, you it's know frigid. that? I got my weird burr. pants. I got my weird belt. Got them unzipped for the Cowboys victory. I'm joining you. You got no pants on. Now it's weird. So now you got no shirt on. It's a party. Nips around, baby. Oh, let's do this. Let's get weird with Wolchuk, episode 42. Shout out to Morgan Burnett, baby. Jackie Robinson, all about you today, sir. All right, we start with a part of the body. Oh, my favorite part? What is that? Just tell me what it is, and I'll tell you if it's my favorite. The nose. No. Oh. What do you got against the nose? Nothing. It's just not my favorite. What is your favorite? Can we move on? I'd like to know. You open the uh, You'd you like to know, wouldn't you? You'd like to know. It's time nose. for me to fill it. It's not on the face. Let's just say that. Can we move on? Is it lower? Lower than the chest. It's kind of mid. Definitely lower than the chest. Depending on who you are, really. Like, for you, you're doing it big in the chest area. Like, you're, you're the, between the nips and the cleave. It's just, it's my favorite part of your body. So it is the chest. So it is. Okay. Good to know. This is about a nose. A man who lost his nose. Who who knows, man? But, however, he was able to salvage it. His friend was able to find his decapitated nose. And because of this, they are then able to regrow said nose. What? On his forearm. What is this, like a snake tail Wait, on back his situation? forearm? Yes. Like a lizard? Why would you? Why would he want to smell on his forearm? Was it an accident or was it on purpose? He said, bleep this. I don't need it on my face. Just throw it on my arm and I'll still smell the same. Doctors reattached this man named Brooke who lost his nose. A man named Brooke. Yes. They attached it not to his face but to his arm where they were attempting to regrow the tissue. This isn't Brooke Lopez. No, it's not Brooke okay. Lopez. He, his nose currently protrudes from his right wrist, but Brooke says doctors will reattach it to his face as he continues to heal, although the process will take years. Now, the surgical technique does seem bizarre, but a plastic surgeon told Men's Health the technique has been around for years. Quote, it's totally believable, Dr. David Rappaport told Men's Health in an interview. What they are doing with this man involves technology that we've had for over 20 years. Rappaport said it was extremely fortunate that Brooks' friend found his severed nose. He explained that cartilage is a very unique substance. It survives not by direct blood flow, but by oxygen diffusing from blood flowing through it. There are no actual vessels that run through it, so it can survive for a bit if the flow is cut off. So just because he lost his nose, it doesn't mean the nose itself is completely, I guess, lacked a function. But what they need to do is then attach it to a part of your body where it can sustain some blood flow. So they put it just to while his, your face heals. Just while his face heals, yes. Oh, okay. So what they've okay. done is attach it to his wrist until his face is healed enough where they can then reattach the nose. That, I wonder why they chose the wrist. I don't know. Like that seems like it's a little bit too out there for me. Like I have to be wearing gloves and a long sleeve shirt in order for people not to see it. Why wouldn't I want to go like maybe on the shoulder or something? But then you roll over in your sleep, like you hit your nose. Well, I don't know. I, okay, so apparently forearm skin is particularly thin, according to this doctor. That's true. Which makes it a perfect spot to store a nose under the surface while Brooke's face heals enough for it to be reattached. Gotcha. So there was there was some there was, there some, was some reasoning was some behind thinking. it. Yeah, there so, was some so, reasoning so behind it. So does the nose? Does that mean? Does the nose smell then? Like, can he smell then with his, his I wonder, wrist? That's like, a I good don't question. understand. Is the nose not functional unless it's on your face? I, yeah, I don't think he can actually use your typical function of the nose. I just think the nose isn't completely, like, dead, you know? So he can't just put his hand up to, like, a plate and just get a good, fresh no, smell going? No, I don't think going. he can actually physically 
I don't know. That's a good question. Imagine him cooking. So. Imagine him so. cooking with his wrist slash nose, and he's stirring the pot, and it's and he's getting right up close and personal. As he stirs, he gets to smell it. It's kind of an advantage. It's crazy when you really think about it. If he's it. a chef, this is going to be good for him. It is. Man, I, I don't think I'd want them to reattach it. I think I'd just have them keep it on my wrist. That's that true. That's true. You're playing with an advantage. So, now, but did they say how he lost his nose? That's my that's my no, only main question. Kind like, of how did you lose me. your nose? That's kind of the most pertinent question here. What samurai sword fighting were you doing? It was a hunting trip. Ah, okay. okay. A massive okay. grizzly bear oh, mauled him in a brutal what? bear attack, ripping what? off his nose. You're kidding me. And mouth. Wait, so <laughs> what? How do you rip off someone's mouth? If you see a picture of this guy, he he does he looks, for lack of a better word, deformed. Okay, I need to see this. We'll come over here. So he does look like he's. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's not. Oh. It's not. God. A, it's not a pretty sight, and you can see where his nose would be. They've kind of put some other contraption, like uh. bandages, a little bit, but a hole through the snout where you would breathe through, I suppose, so he can still. I think breathe through that opening. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's gross. Looks like you went through a fire. Looks like you went through a forest fire and got attacked by bears it all does. at the same time. Yes, it looks like he suffered like third degree burns to his face. That's How do you get your mouth to... ripped off? I don't know, man. But he got it ripped off. It, uh, it's a freaking bear attack, dude. I mean, do we? I think that's explanation enough. Did he put his mouth on his other wrist? Is he talking out of his left hand and smelling no, out I of his right? No, I think they just did plastic surgery to what they could to make the mouth what it is. This is insane, I mean, his mouth definitely dude. looks smaller than a typical mouth. You know what's really funny is if you would have given me like three guesses for this, for how he lost his nose, it was number one was samurai sword fighting with his buddies. Like, you know, we've all well, been we, there. We've all been, yeah. I've number two, number two is probably the, the grizzly. Really, it's probably a grizzly too. bear. Ahead of a car accident, or yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't going wildfire. I was going. I was probably going grizzly Floyd bear. Floyd Mayweather too. face eating. Yeah, that was going to be three. The face eating was going to be three. So, wow, that's kind of right in line of what my thinking was going to be. Yeah. So imagine that modern technology, huh? You can regrow a nose on you your really arm. store a nose on your wrist, that's true. and then have it reattached to your face once your face is healed. And did they say how long the face gets healed from this grizzly attack? No, they didn't. Slash fire. No, I, I think. Fire. It, look, he, his nose has been through all a of lot. his face. For, his nose has been through a lot for a long time now. I think he's just going to be thrilled whenever he gets it back. Do you think he got bitten off, or did he get like clubbed off, like those bear claws just coming in and smacking I it think, off his face? I think it was probably both, man. I think, oh, I think wow. it was scratch claw, teeth nibble. Imagine being the guy whose job it is to go find a nose in the forest after there was just a grizzly attack in the state park down the street. Just weird. Uh, what a job, man. I, look, basically, moral of the story, hey, if indeed you get in a grizzly attack and you lose your nose, just make sure you keep and find that nose because yeah. you can still get it reattached to your nose. I think the moral of your the face. story is don't. if you're going to go hunting or do a samurai fight, choose the samurai fight, man. Yep. You'll keep your nose. All right. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Yes, of course. Okay. Why? Well, this might, this might haunt you because the guy in Arkansas... 
believe he's a pastor. So this is wow. This is something that you know very well. It's home, not the Arkansas thing, but the, the no, pastor not thing. Uh, the Alaska. If I said Arkansas, I apologize. It's Alaska. Oh, it's another, Alaska. Another A state, but it's okay. Alaska. Okay. So I'm thinking Arkansas inbreeders, pastors. This is getting weird. It's Alaska. I feel way better. No, this is Pastor David Grisham, and he's got very, very um, strong viewpoints on the holiday of Christmas and yeah. what it should be viewed Good. on. He should. And kids, if you believe in Santa Claus, what? He might ruin your party. Let's uh, let's hear it. It's a little long, so bear with me, but just wait till the end. Bear with you. Hi, folks. You. <laughs> this is Pastor Dave Grisham with uh, Last Frontier Evangelism, Repent Alaska. And today, I'm going to do like I did last year, and I'm going to tell the kids here at the North Pole in Alaska, at the Santa House, that there's no such thing as Santa Claus and that Christmas is about Jesus. It's a full house inside. <laughs> apparently is what I've been told and so I'm gonna go inside and tell them the truth that Jesus is the Savior he's the one that was born on Christmas Day and that's what Christmas is about and that Santa Claus is not real so we're gonna go into the Santa house at the North Pole Alaska what Alaska dick, and he's filming this on his phone his camera here phone. we go just like Facebook living this yeah hi folks hi kids my name is Pastor David I wanted to tell you guys that the real reason for the season for Christmas it's about Jesus. Jesus Christ was born 2017 years ago in a manger in Bethlehem in Israel, and that Christmas is really all about Jesus. And I wanted to tell you kids today too that Santa Claus does not exist. Santa Claus is not real. The man you're gonna meet today is a man wearing a suit like a costume, and it's make-believe, it's not real. But Jesus is the real reason for the season. Jesus was born as a light into that. a world of darkness so that men could be born again in Christ because he died on the cross and rose from the dead so they could be saved. That's the real reason for the season. But what you're going to see today is a man just dressed in a suit. He's not real. It's just fake. Your parents have been telling you a story that is not true. There are no reindeer, flying reindeers. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, we understand that you have your belief, but everybody else has their beliefs as well. If you would not interfere with our other customers, we would really well, I'm not interfering. I'm just telling you the truth, and then I'll leave. I'll yeah. be done in I'm about a minute. No, she said leave, so go. No, sir. And, there, and that, she said leave, and that go. Jesus Christ is the reason for the season, and Santa Claus isn't real. He's just a fictitious of people's imagination, and it's not real. And there are no, as a matter of fact, your parents buy all the gifts, and they put them under the tree. And, uh, and so I'd ask you parents, too, to please not lie to your children. Please tell your children the truth about Jesus at Christmas and not make Christmas a festival of gluttony and greed. And it's just all about what I can get, gimme, gimme, gimme. gimme but it's gimme. about the God, the gift that God gave to the world. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten uh, Son. And that out, is baby. the original Christmas Can't gift. Tell your children about that, and then you'll be telling them something good. That's why we have people going around trying to kill each other on Black Friday. It's because people well, don't have God Santa, in their hearts. Y'all <laughs> have a good day. God bless you all. Tell your children the truth. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm done. I'm leaving. Whatever you want to do. I'm done. I'm leaving. Bye. Y'all have a nice day. 
<laughs> I love the bit. With this the... is unbelievable. <laughs> no, so this guy just rocks on in there, and it is a room full of parents and kids, and the kids are in lines. They're and... at the North Pole. Yes, they're they're dressed up. The picture, the cameras are out. They're waiting for Santa so they can sit on his lap, get the photo. Yay! We're gonna send this out to our families. In rocks this dude. Says all of that. And the parents, I don't know if you could hear it. The first guy that chirps up says, that's inappropriate. Yes, yes. It's like two minutes in, he's like, that's inappropriate. The, the, the whole, this whole interaction is just amazing. I wish it would have continued. It was, you said it was uh, long and too long. It was not too long. It was not long enough. I'm glad. Honestly. I, I was hoping it wasn't. It wouldn't bore anyone. I love that there was no cuts. We just got the whole thing. We got, him, we got his pregame speech of him going in there, telling us what he's going to do. And then he goes in there and executes it like a boss, but a total D-bag. He's literally in Santa's house at the North Pole. Yeah, he's there. Surrounded I mean, by surrounded all these by happy the children. Surrounded by doing their working. I'm like, why can't it be both? Why can't it be about Jesus? And yes, it is Jesus and his birthday. And why? And then also, can we have fun with Santa? Why can't it can just Rain be about Santa and, and Rudolph and Blitzen and Comet? And why did you have to rat my parents out about the Christmas gifts? Yeah, I didn't need to know that. What, is the Tooth Fairy not real either, D-Bag? What about Hanukkah Harry? Is he not real? Of course I don't even go there, Hanukkah Harry. Of course he's real. He better be real because I don't know who else would put the, the, the gifts under my Hanukkah bush. Is that what it is? That, is that what it is? I'm not even Is it? It's a bush. You're like, damn right. It's a Hanukkah so bush. So Christians have a tree. Jews have a bush. I do because I didn't like not having a tree. <laughs> so I made a Hanukkah bush. Oh, okay. So this isn't like a Jewish thing where you have a bush. I don't. I probably am not alone. I'm sure other Jews have Hanukkah bushes. That they, Boy, you have along, quite a bush. Along with the menorah and the dreidels and you the lackeys. You have a big time bush. Ooh, this time next week we'll be celebrating night one of Hanukkah. How long have you been growing your bush? Hanukkah. You've been growing your bush for years. I still believe in Santa. I don't care what that guy has to say. All right, last story. There's more? Yes. I feel like we need to just sit in this Santa Claus thing and oh, this, this gets whole better. you having a bush thing that I really want to get to because you're Jewish and that leads me to believe when I think about your bush and we talk about your chub all the time, but can we go there? Is there has it is it sniffed or is that thing is the Jewish is that real where it's like uh Excuse me? With the whole uh the foreskin? What? Uh, isn't that what they isn't there that a bris? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like when you're born and you do the little snip on your pee-pee head. It's called a bris. Oh, that's what it's called? It's like a certain amount of time right after you're born. It's a freaking ceremony. They have it where they snip the snip and it's called a bris. And, and yes, that happens. Okay. It, it, I, yeah. It's every, a thing. It's a thing and it, okay. it happens. Okay. 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 But it, it is. The foreskin is no more. Okay. Good. 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 No, I was just curious. We got to talking about your, your Jewish yeah, bush. That is, and... that is not where I wanted to go with that. No, but Eric. that's where now I, I feel, needed to go. This is a safe space, but I have never been more uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it's like you're not wearing pants, but I can't tell about the foreskin. So well, that's Eric, all. I mean, what Sorry. would you like me to do, sir? Exactly what you did. You answered it. Not get so defensive, but so you should I it. even go with the next story? Should I save it? No, no, no. Don't save it. Go with it. Go with it. It has to do with. Let's recover. It has to do with poop. Good. Oh, I'm all about it. Bab, you got the poop story ready? Do I need to tell you the cut? Is it Macadoo? No, it's a quick little story. The news tells you about the poop, and then I can talk more about it if you want to hear. Yes. Play the poop. New this morning, a homeowner gets a gross kind of package left behind by a delivery driver in Sacramento, and it's caught on camera. The I Amazon driver is in that U-Haul van there, stops to poop in the street right in front of homes in broad daylight. The female driver then runs back into the van and then takes off. Uh, Amazon released a statement about this incident and gave the homeowner a gift card. The driver was fired. I would think so. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, the
I'm so glad you didn't so. save it. <laughs> yeah, the the female reporter who just like in the middle of that thing goes, oh. I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I always love I always love these news stories like these professional news anchors having to read these ridiculous, insane poop stories. Can we just listen to the whole thing one more time? Because it's it's this professional guy who spent his whole life trying to do investigative reporting. Now he's sitting in front of a camera and he's telling the world about some person pooping somewhere that he shouldn't. It's an Amazon driver. He's trying to be professional (laughs) while he's giving the news and he can't because it's poop. Can we please hear the whole thing? <laughs> Sorry, I'm really trying to pull the mini audio cuts that are awesome. Oh, that. okay, awesome. Uh, okay. I can give you some time. No, here's here's the whole thing again. Okay. No, nope, maybe not. All right. This morning, a homeowner gets a gross kind of package left behind by a delivery driver in Sacramento, and it's caught on camera. The Amazon driver is in that U-Haul van. There stops to poop in the street right in front of homes in broad daylight. The female driver then runs back into the van and then takes off. Uh, Amazon released a statement about this incident and gave the homeowner a gift card. The driver was fired. I would think so. I would think so. So, do we have wait, an Amazon driver? It's not even FedEx. It's not UPS. It's an Amazon, Amazon driver. Pulls up in this van, runs up a package to your door. Then she comes back. And she kind of uses the the door of her passenger side door of her car as a buffer. Yeah, yeah. Stands in between the door and the entranceway, pulls down her pants, takes a dookie, literally closes it. Walks no wipe, like, no, no wipe, no wipe, no launch nonchalantly back into the car Awful. and drives off. So when this lady comes home, she finds human feces in front of her vehicle. Now, what makes this Mrs. Batista is the is the woman. By the way, don't call it feces; just call it poop or it's, it's crap poop. or it's whatever. Poop. It's poop. I would think so. Okay, so the woman, the Amazon woman's supervisor, comes out in her personal car to clean this up because Mrs. Batista says, "I'm not cleaning this poop." Mrs. Joey Bats. And the reason she knows that it's human poop is because she had surveillance videos that she went back and watched. So she can see it. She's got cameras out front of her house. She rewinds them back. She's got she the game watches. tape. She sees it, and she's able to send that to Amazon. That's how there's there's proof of this. So she broke down the film. She did. So now comes this Amazon supervisor. Quote, he was in shock when he saw the size of it. He ended up scooping it up with a plastic bag, but didn't want to take it with him because it smelled really badly. God, Stops to poop in the street. Guess the garbage... <laughs> Can will smell like poop for the next few days. I also had to hose down the gutter slash sidewalk area after he left, said Mrs. Bob. Power washer. I had to rent one from an I had to outsource a power washer. Incredible. Hey, listen, no, but the funniest part of that whole thing is that is that female anchor who's sitting there and just she's, oh, she's so disgusted. Best. She's got she makes this one little noise, and I can't decide if this is a misery noise or if this is the most pleasure she's ever had in her entire life. I pulled the wrong thing. Oh. This is what I pulled. And gave the homeowner a gift card. I thought that's what you were going <laughs> for. <laughs> we could well, not and, have and, been and further second, away. Let's, let's look at that for a minute. A gift card? Yeah. What if someone else delivers and decides to poop on my driveway? I don't trust your delivery people. 
listen, how can you ever trust the Amazon again? I want free again? Amazon for a year. I think it's funny though that we've had we've had a didn't we have a phantom pooper like a few months yes. ago? Oh, the mad pooper, the, the mad, mad pooper, pooper in Colorado Springs, still at large by the way. Well, the but police, we know it's a female. The police wouldn't. They asked no more people call in and ask about that. So I've been forbidden. Okay, okay, but we know it's a female. The mad pooper was a female. And now yes. this Amazon phantom pooper. Who's no, not so phantom. Also a female. All, is, that's what I'm saying. Also a female. Yes. We have two female phantom poopers. Yes, we do. On the loose here. Yes, we do. That is. Just, runs. Is that her? Is that her? Is that her noise? Let's hear it again. Ben oh. runs. Okay. Okay. Is this the most pleasurable moment she's ever had in her life, or is this her finding out that an Amazon person crapped on someone's doorstep? Ben oh. runs. Because I don't know. I mean, you hear that? Whoa. Is this pleasure? Is this? Is this misery? Ben oh. runs. Misery. Really? I can tell the difference. You can tell. Instantly. Bab, can you tell the difference? Play it again. Can you tell? Ben runs. If it was if pleasure. Come on. If it was pleasure, it'd be a little higher pitched. It's the awkward. I would think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. She All knows. Right. She agrees. And that's Let's Get Weird with Wolchug, episode 42 edition. That was so Was that weird. a good one? Dude, that was phenomenal. We really bounced back after that foreskin thing that I just threw a wrench in. Well, you had to bring it back up, I'm so you? glad we recovered from that, man. Man, you screwed that one up. No Split Seats podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Schiaffold, producer, Bam. We're going to do a quick uh, reflection. A quickie? A quick buck? Quickie. No, no, no. No quick. No qu well, Bab, do you have a quick buck? We have a quick buck? No, no I don't. No oh, no. So this is what we'll do. We'll do a quick look back at what the heck happened in the NFL this week. Because there was a lot of stuff, dude. Dude, ridiculousness across the board. But first, we need to find out how the hell did the Yodas do before we bring them in later in the show. Because we've got to know this so we can give them a hard time. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, NFC's mm -hmm. Yoda is in my doghouse. Really? He, Dude, you don't flip me the bird and expect not to get some fisticuffs and later. He flipped you the bird. I'm ready for him to land After announcing the Cowboys lose yes, to the Redskins. The nerve of this ass. Wow. Are you okay, kidding no, me? I'm, I'm, no, I get it now. I get it now. Like, will I'm you, totally stay, on will your you side. stay in here and defend me? Maybe. I would do it for you if Yoda did anything. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll defend you. Football Yoda just keeps to him freaking self. Two in one week for football Yoda. He missed the Val Vikings and Falcons. Picked the Falcons. Vikings got the win. Very impressive win for yeah. the Vikings. The thing that's really stuck out to me about Minnesota, mm -hmm. they're able to win in a bunch of different ways. Their offense has been able to score points when needed with Case Keenum. 40, 50 burger, I think they put up yes. on somebody. The, and their defense is, we've always thought, maybe the best part of their team. I mean, they've yes. put in first-round picks, and it's paid off. They have the most, arguably, the most talented defense in the NFL. Barr, Kendricks, Griffin, Rhodes. Waynes. Waynes, who's had a really bounce-back year, and that white safety who's much better Harrison than— Harrison Smith. Yes, not Jeff and Heath. And Everson Griffin along the defensive not line. not Jeff Heath, but Pro go ahead, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So the Vikings are down it, and you're right. They win in multiple ways. They win this week. What's the final score? Like 15 to 10? 14 to 9. 14. Okay, wow. And they hold that offense of Atlanta, who just went into Seattle and torched the Seahawks. Yep. And, I mean, what a difference a week-to-week -week makes in the NFL. That's what I was going to say. Not only in the NFL, but isn't that—I was literally—I had this— uh, this hit me this week. Sports in general, man. I mean, you can go from, especially with college football, you see that Auburn's at the top of the world. They beat Alabama. They beat Georgia. Next thing you know, Georgia beats the crap out of them. Like, just sports is so week to week. There's almost nothing definitive. There's only a handful of things that are definitive in sports. And then uh, everything that's why it's so fun is because every single Monday you can come into work and have just a totally new perspective on everything that you thought you knew you no longer know. The only thing in the NFL that I think you know year to year is the Patriots will win 12 games as long as Belichick and Brady are there. And LeBron's going to the finals. And LeBron's going to the finals, sure. Well, that's NBA. Otherwise, yeah, but in the NFL. But you know just, that in the NFL, too. You know the Patriots are going to find a way to win 12 games. And you know LeBron's going. Uh-oh. Well, no, we're good. You yeah, good? I just had a little okay. burp oh, Okay, I thought you were. Okay, good. So, 
the Vikings got the win. Redskins beat the Cowboys. That was a knock for NFC East Yoda. Yeah. yeah. So both of them, the Yodas are 0-1 there. Then came, uh, what game was it? What, what was the next game that NFC East had? Probably the well, Giants. Had the, had, yeah, yeah, the Giants and the, and the Raiders, and he picked that very cleanly. That Once, one went well. Yeah, Eli Manning gets benched. NFC East coming here and says there's no chance. Matt McAdoo's about to get fired. And then there was Giants Eagles, Eagles Seahawks. Eagles Seahawks. And the Seahawks, who did look bad against Atlanta, even though offensively Russell Wilson, who's quietly had an MVP year. Mm-hmm. I think there was a stat that I saw today, and I might get the numbers wrong, so I'm sorry for those stat nuts that are like, what the hell? You gave the stat wrong. Russell Wilson's accounted for, I think, 30 of the 31 touchdowns this year for the Seahawks. I think it's 29 of the 30. Is it 29 of the 30? Yeah, I'm going to be the D-back and correct you. 29 no, that's fine. Of the 30. I'd rather get it right. Good. No, but I still, respect either that. way, is that not unbelievable? It's, it's incredible. It's truly incredible. Russell Wilson's a baller, and it just, dude, what a play he had, that play where he's, he's running for a first down against Philly on Sunday night. Yes. And then he pitches it to Rawls, and it was, everybody was going back and forth. Oh, was it a four pass? What now? Well, it wasn't, and it made the first down, and it ended up propelling them to victory. And NFC East Yoda came in here. He had the wherewithal to know that Philly's on a hot streak, but, hey, they haven't really played anybody. Seattle's not that great, but at home on a Sunday night, Seattle's winning that football game, and that's exactly what happened. NFC East Yoda, 2-1, not bad. Cowboys bleep you Redskins for screwing them over. And you're right. The, the Raiders got the win. Marshawn Lynch, Fountain of Youth, baby. He's found Marshawn. I Mar- thought the whole year Sean. they just didn't give him the opportunities to be the Marshawn Lynch we know and love. I mean, he was getting 50 yards on 12 carries, but they just weren't giving him the volume. Finally, you're out your top two receivers. Derek Carr's had a regression this year, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all, you and I that both. That whole team, man. They have. They have, certainly. But, man, Marshawn Lynch looked good, and the Giants lose. Football Yoda got on the win column. Saints beat the Panthers at home. Saints, another team. What they're doing with blending Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram is unlike anything I've ever seen. Both those guys, they're being used to perfection, to their strength. Both of them are very similar backs, but different at the same time. Ingram's a little more of a gritty, in-between-the-tackles bruiser, but still has elusive speed to break a long run and is good out of the backfield. Kamara, more of that shifty speedster, can score from anywhere. But he breaks tackles like crazy, dude. But also can run in between the tackles. So you've just got two really quality backs that are just good at everything, and they split time perfectly. They're getting the most out of both of them. It's allowed Drew Brees to just play within the offense, make plays when he's needed to, but he doesn't have to force anything. And the Saints' defense, I mean, we've been saying it all year, they, with as one player in Marshawn Lattimore, really just changed the entire culture of the New Orleans Saints defense? Honestly, I don't know, man. But they've they've definitely put some resources into it, and guys are playing better. I really can't explain why that defense is, is playing better, though. But anytime you're on a team as a defense where your offense has Drew Brees and then it has a really, really good running game, you've seen as a Cowboys fan, you don't have to have a great defense to still be good. But that New Orleans defense is surprisingly pretty freaking good, and I, I, I'm really not sure why. But what a blessing it is for Drew Brees to have a good running game, two good studly backs, and... That offensive line for the Saints, no one talks about it, but that offensive line for the Saints is kind of what keeps that engine going. And we've seen now, you can almost, you can just, you don't have to know anything really about a team. If you know there's a team that's good, like you see the Eagles or even the, whether it's the Patriots, whoever it is, a team that's winning eight, nine, ten games already, you can pretty much just guarantee yourself they have a good offensive line. It's all in the trenches. Look at all the teams. You mentioned the Saints. They've had better offensive line play. That trade for Max Unger giving away Jimmy Graham, that's really looking huge right now. They're winning games. You look at the Rams. They bring in Andrew Whitworth. We've said it. Most underrated, probably the best offseason free agent signing. Yep. Yeah. They're they're now 9-3 and, and just smothered the Cardinals this week. You look at Minnesota. 
That offensive line is also playing very, very well. And all three of those teams, their defensive lines have been studly. Cam Jordan has always been very underrated for New Orleans. They're getting after it. And we know the Rams, heck, with Aaron Donald, maybe the best defensive lineman in the league, they're great. And the Minnesota Vikings are getting after it. Line of scrimmage is what wins games at the end of the day. And I really think specifically the offensive line. Over the last few years, we've seen the yeah. teams that are really the best have a studly offensive line. They can protect their quarterback and they can run the freaking ball. And that helps your defense so much. So if you're if you're a good team in the NFL, my bet is you have a well above average offensive line. I don't even have to know anything about you. Bengals and Steelers was an ugly, weird Monday night. Vicious. Holy smokes, man. Uh, look, it's football, man. I'll tell you that. And Reg kind of alluded to it earlier. These people are... They're sacrificing their careers and livelihood, no doubt about it, among every snap. It kind of really just brings into perspective of what football is. But some of these plays, specifically the Juju Smith-Schuster block on Vontez Perfect, 20 years ago, that was a hell of a block, man. Dude, even You're 10 doing years your job. ago. Yeah, even, even 10 years like ago. Even seven years ago. Yeah. I mean, that that was not... I know that it, it injured a player, and it looked bad in today's NFL where we're protecting guys and throwing flags. That's what we grew anything. up is, hey, high five, great hit. We yeah. all love you. You're the man, I Juju, mean, and bleep you, Vontez. We now, don't care. They were both facing the same direction. That's one where back in the day we're saying, Vontez, keep your head on a swivel, bro. Yeah, that's just Know hey, where you are, That's man. just the way it is, dude. And so, now we're handing out suspensions. Yeah. Flags all over the place. Everybody's up in arms. Juju Smith, we can't believe what the... Yeah. Looks like a normal football play, but that is football. So every once in a while, when there's freaking trains running at each other at full speed, yeah, sometimes one's not going to get up. That's just the sport. And it's a shame that two of them happened in the same game where Burfitt goes down and then Shazier, where Shazier's wasn't even anything abnormal either. It wasn't even, like, overly vicious. It was just awkward, weird, and boom, next thing you know, he's got a spine issue. And that's the really scary one where you see a guy laying on the ground and... He may not have feeling. It look, he didn't have any lower extremity feeling for a while, I think. As far as I know, I mean, this is serious stuff, and I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's still in a Cincinnati hospital as of when we record this, which is Tuesday night. He's going to be there for another day or two, and they're going to get him back to Pittsburgh. I think he's got some movement now. I think there's some, some positive signs. Whatever it was that happened to his spinal cord was like one in a million lucky in that it probably won't make him be a paraplegic for the rest of his life. But, man, mad scary, and for it to happen, two of those in the same game on Monday night, national television, all the eyes are on you. It is not a good look for the league, but I don't know what the league can really do about stuff like that because they weren't they weren't abnormal. They weren't super, super viciously dirty like the play the, like the day before, which we yeah. got to get to, which was Gronkowski. Yeah, now Gronkowski we'll get, acting like a freaking buffoon, animal, polar grizzly bear. So the, the Patriots go to Buffalo, and they beat the Bills, and that's – Pretty they much. smack the lips off That's the That's what happens man. all Holy the time. Geez. And uh, my man Rex Burkhead, by the way, uh, cut 22, Bab, if you don't mind. The OP partner? Uh, yeah, Rex, Rex, my man, the pride of Plano Senior High School and the Nebraska Cornhusker as well. He was able to do this against the Bills on Sunday. Second and inches. He's got a touchdown rushing today. Lines up in the eye. Gronkowski at the tight end right. Clicks on the outside right. He gives to Burkhead. Runs it up the middle. Speed past the 10. Inside the 5. Reaching for the goal line. Squeezing his way between two defenders for a touchdown. Patriots. Rex Burkhead, 14-yard touchdown run to help them roll. But Gronk, uh, on a play that got intercepted, I think it was Tredavious White, the rookie corner from LSU. I believe he was number 27 on this play. It gets intercepted. And Gronk goes Gronk crazy 
decides to dive down and hit White on the ground. Uh, and, and Grant in cut five here, he kind of talked about what made him so angry and react this way. I felt like it kind of pushed me a little bit, I mean, and, and made the play, and I just don't understand why there wasn't a flag. And there was a couple times in the game, and they're calling me for the craziest stuff ever, and it's like crazy. I mean, like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? You're Gronk, not supposed to freaking spear a guy on the freaking ground. dive head. You're, what, 250 pounds? Oh, he's more than that, dude. He's closer to 270, and I guarantee you. This dude it. is just freaking swan diving on his, like, smooches his face Right into to the, the back turf. of the head. He jams his shoulder right to the back of the head oh. of this dude who's not paying attention on the ground. It was dirty. And Gronk went on to apologize later. But Honestly, man, I mean, he got a one-game suspension for that. He deserved and, more, and he in my deserve, opinion, man. He did deserve that, yeah. I think he deserved at least two, to be completely honest with you, because really? you can't be having that kind of stuff, dude. We we saw those. We saw a couple other people who got in a fight. Who was it? Was it Ramsey? Or no, it was uh, Tlaib and Crabtree. Yeah, and those yeah. guys got like two games. Well, they got it reduced to one. Okay, the, okay, two reduced to one. Yes. Gronk was just one. It wasn't even get, get, well, he went get a ahead and, and appealed it to try and get it to just a fine or whatever, and they said no. No Same thing way, with Juju. Dude. Gotta have got upheld. There's I'm with no you. way that Juju and Gronkowski deserve the same penalty. There's no way. If okay. Juju Smith gets one game, Gronk gets at least two, if not three. After the play, guy's not looking. So cheap. You're so much bigger than him. And honestly, the biggest surprise of the whole thing is that Gronk just speared him and he didn't eat his face off afterwards. Well, it was, honestly, un- I it thought was, he was uncharacteristic of Gronkowski. The dude's face. I think that's why it was a lesser punishment. We haven't seen Gronk act like this, act out like this in his entire career. Well, we've seen him act like an animal, just not in the, like a well, violent he, he way. he is. But no, I mean, he is just on the football field between the whistles. We haven't seen him really do... Anything like this, unsportsmanlike. We haven't seen Juju towards either. Another player. You're you right. Know? And that's in the field of play. I don't think Juju should have been suspended. That surprised me. A fine if you want to. Sure. But like like we were just talking about, less than a decade ago, that's an attaboy. The play that yeah, Juju and made. The, and the play that Gronk made is never an attaboy. That's always a, there is a fight ensuing right now. Gronk, the Bills are coming to kill you. Well, Even though you're probably going to beat all yeah. of them after you eat them. The playoffs are just, it, it's a jumbled mess in the NFC right now. Yeah, the Lions lose their 6-6. Six and six. The Packers got a win. And Stafford's the hurt. Bucks. Lions They're, are done. And, yeah, the Lions are done. The Packers get a win. They're 6-6. Six and six. They've got the Browns next, and then A-Rod's coming back. They're going 10-6 and six and probably getting in. 6-6 six and six is the new 10-6, and six, man. I don't know that it's 10-6. And and Shouts out to the Cowboys. I don't know that's going to do it, man. I don't know that it's going to do it. We'll have to see. Uh, the Jags beat the Colts. They're 8-4. and four. And they're rolling. The Titans are eight and four, so that's going to be a tight race all the way down. And then the Chiefs have completely fallen apart. They lost thirty-eight to thirty-one. The Chargers, my pick to make the playoffs this year as a wild card team, they looked terrible in the start of the year. Now they're coming in hot. They could win that division. And then your Dolphins, Eric. What about them, dude? Your Dolphins destroyed the Broncos. Really, dude? Yeah. Did you not watch any of the Derek game, Wolf? Nothing. Derek Wolf didn't do enough heavy back squats this week. It wasn't Derek Wolf. For the ninth Wolf. week in a row, it the was Broncos some didn't do enough heavy back squats. Named Kenyon Drake. Cut 44, Bab. Kenyon Drake. I'm going to go in tomorrow and I'm going to do heavy back squats. <laughs> Not enough, Derek. Dolphins whooped that ass. The Dolphins did so much that Kenyon Drake came out and just exploded all over Derek. Wolf. Oh, that's 20 high. yards on that last play. They give this one to Kenyon Drake. Drake gets rid of one defender and another. He's off to the race. He's 30, 20. He's got one man to beat. Down the far sideline. Touchdown, Kenyon Drake. There he is. How that make Kenyon you feel? Drake. Good to get a dip. Good to get a win. Good to get a W. It was not good. It's so funny because you want your team to win all season, all season until they've pretty much played themselves out of anything important, and then next thing you know, they start winning unimportant games. That's exactly what just happened with the Dolphins. We just put a whooping on a Denver Bronco team that everybody's putting a whooping on. Honestly, if I'm if, I, if there's anything I learned from that game, 
It's that the Broncos are really, really, really bad at football and maybe worse than the Browns. Because if the Dolphins are beating you 34 to 9 or whatever it was, I'm telling you, dude, the Dolphins wouldn't beat the Browns that bad. Like the Broncos went from dominating the Cowboys in like week two or three to losing eight games in a row and losing badly to the Dolphins. Broncos do more heavy back squats. You guys suck. They might be the worst in the league. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. There's our NFL recap. We'll have the Yotas join us here in a second to give our predictions for next week. But right now on the No Split Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk, Eric Schiffalo, producer Bam, we are going to bring in a special friend of the show. You know him well by the name of Mr. Tony Casillas, who has a new film out that I believe he wrote. Maybe directed, Tony, you can tell me that, but we want to hear about it right now. Tony Casillas, so welcome talented. into the safe space. So sexy talented. bastard. What's going on, boys? What's going on? Dude, we're just... I'm missing seeing your beautiful faces. I have to, I have to look at my pop figures from my room talking to you all tonight. I know, right? I know, I know. We miss seeing Get your, your hands face. out of your pants, So Tony. what have you been up to, dude? Tell us about this movie. So I wrote this movie. Uh, I pitched it to this club at UNT called Short Film Club. Uh, people voted on it. The whole club has like, I think over like 200 people in it. And uh, I got the most votes in the club's history. So they gave me a budget. They gave me a director. They gave me a crew and they made the movie. And it's a, uh, it's about a girl trying to pursue stand-up comedy, but her father doesn't want her to do it. And her girlfriend doesn't want to do it, uh, her to do it. So she has to decide, to decide whether she wants to pursue comedy or uh, listen to her girlfriend and father. Gosh, man, I, I listen to my girlfriend, but I don't listen to my father. So the film's called I Stand Alone, and where can it's people check I it out? Uh, people can check it out. They can check it out. We just had a premiere this past Saturday. We're going to have more screenings coming up January 15th at Dan Silverleaf for the Two Brave Boys podcast. And then uh, the third weekend in January, we're going to have a screening at Backyard on Bell with a one-hour comedy show. We're going to have some great fucking bands there. It's going to be amazing. I love it, dude. I love great effing bands. Uh, are you cheating on us with another podcast? Is that what I heard? I'm yeah, I'm starting to get confused two brave here. Boys. I I have to do other podcasts as well, you know. You uh You're just a lady on the corner of the street show. just getting what yeah. you can. No, I that get it, dude. I get it. Me, and I was just like going out, started doing a lot of, we stopped. Lot of podcasts and we I stopped the calling you. Well, you found the perfect Maybe. one for you. Yeah. Wow, so wait, they're wait, better so, than us. So you like, so you've kind of so what you've is, played what the field, this? but you've really chosen are that we, we are not number one. Breaking up right now? Yeah, yeah, we are, dude. I'm. Just have to say, you like the Justice League, which dude, I the Justice League was highly entertaining, man. It wasn't though. It was pretty bad. No, dude, it was in an entertaining movie. I I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It was it was better than it. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm glad we're broken up. Bad comment. I loved. I thought Honestly, it was great. Eric, show by yourself. Eric doesn't like it. Like I think it was great. Now I know you yeah. have poor taste in Eric movies. Now I'm scared to see your short Eric film. Probably thinks the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl this year too. Uh, yeah, obviously. Was yeah. Justice League better than Coco or, or or Thor? No, but I thought it was. It exceeded my expectations. Did it really though? Yeah, it really it did. Was choppy. It was cheesy. It was. But I have to agree though. The thing DC does is I hated the movie throughout, and then the post-credit sequence with Lex Luthor, I literally went to the ticket booth, and I was like, can I pre-order my ticket yet? And uh, so... That's what I did after It. Did you really, Did you like it? No, dude, it sucked. He's the only person what? I've talked to that didn't like it. Yeah, because he's... Look at him. 
Yeah, I'm not the kind of guy that would like a crappy movie. I don't look like a guy that would like a crappy movie. I, I, I totally agree. Oh Back God. to your film, Tony. What's the inspiration for I Stand Alone? I Stand Alone because I am a stand-up comic. So uh, I took nice, a lot man. from my personal experience, and I wrote, wrote this character out. But this movie is also kind of like a love letter to Denton, Texas, because it, this movie, yes, the backdrop is stand-up comedy, but it is only a backdrop. It's about pursuing what you want to do in life, what you love. And uh, I hope people see it. I hope people can relate to it. The premiere was really awesome. A lot of people came up to me and Kenny afterwards and were saying, like, we could really relate to it. People don't even know comedy. So, honestly, I want you guys to, to see it because I feel like you guys could relate to it as well, doing your podcasting and seeing you guys grow. And you guys definitely know the struggle of having a dream, having a passion, and just working at it until, you know, hopefully one day something comes knocking. So what's the deal? Are we invited or, or no? I mean, are you, are you hooking us up? Are, is Nosebleed Seats welcome at this VIP premiere? Or, or what's the deal? I mean, deal? I know you're cheating on us with another podcast that's better, apparently. Are they going to get upset? Like, what's, what's the deal? What's going on? I'll bring you guys out. You know, you guys will. I'll. I won't make you guys pay the door fee. How about that? Because we'll we will always be your first. Well, though, I, right, I Tony? feel like we should have been VIPs in this, but I guess not. What you wanted to roll? No, 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 not in the film, but just at least. I mean, to see I it. wanted to roll in the film, but I, we're, we're I, having I, you on the show. I texted you about the, the premiere. You did. You. Yeah, I, did I was that. working. I was working. You should have quit your job. I'm more important than your job. <laughs> Good point by you, Tony. Tony, this is so. This is about like comedy, but is it a comedy movie or what would you say? Is it a drama? Is it a romance? Like, and what's what would the runtime on this? Uh, it's a drama, but there's a comedic aspects. So what was really cool about the premiere was uh, there were people laughing, people crying, people. You know, it's a feel good. Like what me and Kenny achieve in this short, uh, in this 13 minute short film is mind-boggling, and we couldn't have done it without our amazing cast and crew. And it's honestly, uh, it's honestly, I know it's my movie, but it's, it's honestly a great movie. And I had, I just wrote the thing, but what the cast and crew did with it, and my buddy Kenny Severson directing it, uh, yeah, I teared up a little bit, because it's a, it's a really good, feel-good movie that I feel like after you watch it, you're going to want to go out, and you're just going to want to, like, do like follow your dream and go out in the world and just start kicking butt and taking names. No, hey, it's my favorite thing to do. Sounds very inspirational. <laughs> uh, hook us up. We'll be there, Tony. You just give us the tickets. You tell us the date and time. We'll be okay. there to support you, brother. Because we still love you, even though you're cheating on us. Yeah, it, like I, mean, I love you guys too. You know that. Right? I, uh, I don't. I you thought never, I, I thought I knew that until girls, five minutes ago. You never forget the girls you lost your virginity to, and I lost it to two uh, with you guys. So well, two hot ass girls, man. Yeah, it was a threesome. Your first girls. time was a threesome. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Thank you, Tony. We appreciate it, man. I Thank stand alone. Tony Kisses, Kisses, Tony. Take care, brother. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, see, we'll talk to you next time. Make sure you check that out. I'm sure you can find it. Just look it up. I stand alone, and you'll find some information oh, on that. Uh, I stand alone film on twitter okay at i stand alone film on twitter and i stand alone film on twitter we Beautiful. got it thank you very Beautiful. much buddy take care all right bye. oh tony always a joy to have him on no split seats podcast zach wolchuk eric you follow producer bam tony got he he left just in the nick of time because say where's the do we even have time for the yodas no the yodas are coming and they've already been a little pissed that we've made them wait this long yeah i'm sure they're unhappy i can hear them coming in now and i wonder they always come in on the falcon it's like are they gonna bring is han ever gonna just show up with them like can we get some solo action well did you see force awakens
Yes. So you know why I'm on top. Chuck's pissed at you, dude. I just had to Why'd hold him he bail? back. He was about to rip your face off. I didn't want to talk to you right now, football. I wanted to talk to Walchuk, and now Walchuk just bailed like a little bi. Walchuk, Walchuk. Nah, He's just leave him, bitch, dude. dude. Just leave him. Just leave Walchuk to be. Hey, look, there he is. He's flicking you off. <laughs> He's flicking you off. <laughs> yeah, he is. I don't care, dude. That doesn't mean anything to me. I'll freaking go. I'll use the force on his ass. Wow. All right. I huh. didn't want to have to go there, but it's I will. It's getting heated. We got beef between FC East and Walchuk, man. Oh, he's put up a sign. Don't pick against my cowboy's turd face. Wow. He Foam finger, middle finger. That's pretty That's impressive. That's a nice touch. Did he make that himself? I actually kind of like that, Walshuk. All right. Well, what do you got for me, FC? Hurry All right. Up. Well, I was 2-1 last week. Cowboys screwed me over. They ended up beating the Redskins. I wasn't thinking that was going to happen, and it did. Giants lose. I know that. Eagles lose. I knew that. 2-1. That's where I'm at. Feeling all right. Feeling all right. But I'm trying to go 4-0 this week. Yeah, I got four games, mother bleepers. Actually, no, I don't. I just got three. Because the Cowboys and the Giants are playing against each other. The Cowboys are going into New York. They're facing no Ben McAdoo. They are facing no Geno Smith. They are facing Eli Manning. But the Cowboys are going to storm in there at 6-6. Six and six, And they're going to keep their playoff hopes alive. They're going to beat those stupid G-men. And hopefully Walshick will get a little bit excited about that. Next game on the list, we have the Redskins. Redskins screwed me over last week. They play on the Chargers. The Chargers are at home. They do screw people over. Now, the Redskins are coming. They're going to have a 10-day little layoff before this game. They're feeling good. They're feeling right, but their season just ended. So, their their competition level has gone through the floor there. And the Chargers are on the up and up. Phillip Rivers is a bad, bad man, and he's going to win the football game. Chargers win. So, Redskins lose. Cowboys win. Next thing you know, the Eagles and the Rams are playing. Eagles are in L.A. They just lost to Seattle. They're not even going back to Philly. They're staying all week in L.A. because they're already on the West Coast. They're partying there, doing their thing. Guess what? They're losing two in a row. Jared Goff and Sean McVay and the 49ers are going to beat the crap out of the Eagles. The Eagles lose two in a row. Uh-oh, Philly's scared. That's what we're talking about next week. Love it. That's all the games. I mean, that's, that's all, all I have. NFC's in, out, fire. Chiafalo, take it over. Thank you. Okay. All right. Football Yoda in the house. Two and one week last week. Falcons, Whew. they burned me bad. So we're staying away from those dirty birds. Jeez, football. NFC's just bailed like that. I don't even remember who he picked. That was so fast. All that right. was quick, man. Chiefs, Raiders. They had a classic earlier this year. Speed, speed, speed. They're going to have speed, another speed, classic speed. now. Chiefs, this time, get the victory over the Raiders. They got the one-point win last time. Not this time. Chiefs, get revenge. About they time, split the season Chiefs. series. Next game, Seahawks, Jaguars. Big game. Yes, Big it game. is. Football, what you got for me? Two, eight, and four teams. Now, this game does take place in Jacksonville, or should I say Saxonville? Oh, I like it. They have a good defense, football. They do have a good defense, but Seattle looked really good last week. And at this time of the year in December, I think the Hawks game travels. Give me Russell Wilson over Blake Bortles any day of the week. Seahawks go in and yeah. beat the Jags. Then comes the last game of the weekend. It's Sunday night football. We still have not been in Sunday night for a little while. It's time to dev back in there. And we're going again with an AFC North rivalry. The Ravens, the Steelers. This one may be dirtier than Cincinnati, but I think these teams have a little bit of a mutual respect for one another, whereas the Bengals are just a vile, disgusting organization. I like it dirty. 
Lavian Bell, he owns the Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're at home. Big mm -hmm. Ben rises to the occasion at Heinz Field. They will ruin the Ravens' season. The Steelers get the victory. There you have it, my friend. We are going Chiefs. We are going Seahawks. We are going Steelers. Those are the three picks. Read them and weep. Football Yoda out. Drop the mic. Well, check you there. Sorry. I think NFC East may have broken my headphones. Dude, he's a little... He's an ass, dude. He's a jerk. That guy is a total D-bag. I really don't like NFC East Yoda. He, I seriously think he broke my headphones. He laughed at my sign. He, he had respect for your phone middle finger, though. Oh, did he? he told, yeah, he said that. Oh, okay, cool. Well, hey, maybe we're on the same page. No Split Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chief, follow producer Bab. Episode 42. Morgan Burnett, baby. Oh, my gosh. In the books, Jackie Robinson. We love you dearly. Check us out on all of our social medias. Thank you again to Susanna and Deja, SCD Media. NosebleedSeatsRadio.com, at NosebleedPod, Nosebleed Seeds Podcast on Facebook. I don't even know the Instagram, but if you hit up the website, it's all there. Shout out to WBLZ Sports. Thank you very much. Shout out to the Diamond Broker. They're having a Seymour retirement closing going on. So there's all kinds of deals to be had there. We'll see you next week. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. I would think so.